Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please welcome to the ice the members of the 2016 NCAA National Champions from the University of North Dakota. Welcome back to the Hasbens, presented by 10K Takes, brought to you always by the Chill Boys. And you can go on www.chillboys.com. And listeners, you can type in HB15 to get 15% off your first order from the Chill Boys. Get your underwear, socks made out of bamboo. I am joined this evening. It's a little different, folks. We don't have our co host here, Trevor Olson. He's uh, having quite the week. Just couldn't make it in this week. We will welcome him back with open arms next week. But this evening, we've got producer Jack Mason, myself, Gage Osmus. We've got a recurring guest, our first recurring guest ever, Casey Perper. He was our first guest ever, right, Perp? That's correct. So Perp's back in studio, and we brought him back in because we've got a special guest here. His name is Paul Ledoux from Grand Forks, North Dakota. Plays in the Islander system last year. He's, uh, you know, bounced around the American League NHL for the past couple years here playing pro hockey. Played at North Dakota. Paul, thanks for coming on, man. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it feels really good having you guys in here. Um, You know, another set of Grand Forks guys here. Um, But we've got three UND guys, which is what matters, and one Northern Michigan guy, which no one cares about. Um, but yeah, let's get into our weekend recap brought to you by beauty status. Now folks visit www.beautystatushky.com. Now they have got, they're kind of, they're kind of duking it out with our boys at chill boys. They they've just now released some golf polos and a golf driver head. So if you like to get on the links, dart a couple balls out there, go out and check out their socials, beauty status. Um, they've got what you need. Let's get into our weekend recap now, fellas. Um, did we get up to anything good, Mace? I'm gonna I'm gonna have you start us out here since our since our co-host isn't with us. Mace, you're gonna go first. How was your weekend? Uh, this is pretty good. Um, Friday, I uh, was celebrating the birthday and uh, hit up a Twins game. Got uh, Twins Yanks. Yeah, or no, it was Mariners. Ah, uh, so that was a fun game. They got a good dub. I was too hammered to remember the score so as always it's pretty, not, i think the twins won but yeah not it's sure. pretty normal for a baseball game there and then uh saturday i went over to canterbury lost money tried to make it back on the blackjack table lost more money so where'd you lose the original money uh on the horse races oh yeah yeah just how'd you pick those just a feel um just color of the horse you know i try to think i know stats on stuff but absolutely not like Every single one that I bet based on the stats is wrong, and you tried to pick the favorites. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's yeah. always a mistake. But yeah, uh, I got one, one win goal. on the horse yeah. races. <laughs> one win. Yeah, and it was a win on a horse. So I mean, I made like twenty bucks on it, but still wasn't enough to cover. And the, so. and the blackjack table didn't favor you that night either. No, my buddy next to me walked away with 150 profit, and I walked away down 40. So hopefully he had the next rounds after that. But yeah. you know, everyone's different. You you walk out of the casino sometimes. You know, guys up, 
you're expecting him, okay, he's got the rounds, we all lost, and then he doesn't pull out the wallet when you're getting beers. It's kind of fucked up. <laughs> um, just just like we're going to get into there, you know, 8 out of 10 friend doesn't buy drinks, he wins a fucking, he's a four. <laughs> <laughs> Perp, Perp, what'd you get up to with your uh, weekend here? Well, I had a long weekend. Um, parents were in town, of course, because I have the little one. Always coming to see him. Um, we actually caught a baseball game as well. We went to uh, Thursday night's Yankees Twins. Absolute barn burner. Kind of like <clears> reminded <throat> me of the one that we went to. What was it? Two years ago? Yeah. Should we maybe should we maybe get into that story a little bit? I think we could. Do you want me to finish the recap or should we? Yeah, finish the recap. Then we'll get into that Yankees Twins story. Game That's pretty good. <laughs> so we uh yeah so we caught the yankees twins parents were in town little ones swam all the good stuff but the real weekend started when our friend brady johnson came to town. oh yeah um brady came to town hoping to see some friends and unfortunately for him a lot of his friends went to nashville so me and brady decided to take the town on ourselves saturday night um Duke it out with the city of Minneapolis. We did. We went, uh, we made our way downtown. We're just going to have some Runyon's wings and call yeah. it a night. Oh, yeah. Runyon's one, couple baskets of wings. A couple okay. baskets. We'll take her home. Um, don't have the don't have the fist tape yet. We're scrolling social media there, um, eating our wings, faces full, <laughs> and we get the bright idea that maybe we should just go check out Jack's. There's a concert going, <laughs> and... A lot of people we know are in town, so we just said, "Let's go." We'll leave by eleven. It's always funny convincing. Yeah, it's always funny convincing yourself. Yeah, you so know, we when, said before we'll you're going to Jack's. So we said we'll leave by eleven. What time do you guys think we left? <laughs> right at eleven. You guys are disciplined humans. <laughs> Ten forty-five. I, I think the first Uber was ordered at eleven. I think we actually you left. canceled it. Yeah, I think we left at like one thirty, <laughs> but. Yeah, and then I think the the kicker is we did a three thirty at Charlie's. So, oh yeah, get back home, open the garage, flick the lights on, bellied up. We'll have one more deep convo. How many final finals did you have? Well, believe it or not, I wasn't pushing the pace. Brady kept going to the fridge. Really? Yeah, we were in a deep convo. We were do- having a great convo, as you always do at Charlie's. And before you know it, the sun was damn near coming up. Louis was crying. It was a rough morning. How many how many times do you think you piss on one of those nights? You know, you you have beers until eight to three thirty a.m. What's your over under on how many times you take a piss? I don't know. That's a good thought. I mean, it's got to be upwards double digits, isn't it? I think yeah. I think I'm. A, I would probably be in like the fifteen range, is what I would guess. And it's funny because you wake up the next day and you're like. Jesus Christ, I got a fucking headache. <laughs> Holy fuck. How did this happen? Well, maybe it happened because you didn't have a water since 3 p.m. and you <laughs> pissed 15 times. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you tell me. Yeah, I would say, I mean, just from what I can remember from the night, I was finding Jack's bathroom at least three, four, or five times. So, I mean, if that's any indication, it's got to yeah. be close. But no, that sounds like a good weekend, man. I'm kind of jealous I missed out, but yeah, but it's it's a good weekend. But when you got a ten month old child, <laughs> it's not a great weekend. It's a little harder. It's not did, a great weekend. Did you have the little monitor up, watching little Lou there, making um, sure he's still sleeping? It's impossible to not look at it, but 
Yeah. So in love. I think I was showing people. At the <laughs> I was bar. gonna say, how many people did you show the monitor? Oh, I was showing people. <laughs> You're I was looking getting, up at it right here. Like, <laughs> I was getting, I was getting oohs and ahs. Oh, he's so cute. Look at him sleep. Yeah, he's a good boy. He wears himself out. That's what I would say. You guys should have seen Perp before he had his kid. You know, he's very humble on social media. <laughs> Never really posting anything, and now it's two posts a day. Story, post, story. What's the content, era? What do you want me Just, to do? I mean, I think you're, I think you're bragging a little bit. And, you know, I think you, we know you have a kid. That's cool. In but fairness, Lou's the man. He is. Lou is the man. He's an animal. He's a beast. What do you? What, are you going to push him to do any certain sports when what? he gets older, or is that? I'm gonna give the is old, that up to him. I'm gonna give the cliche dad answer there. I'm just gonna let him find his own path. Yeah, I think for sure. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna probably do some sports though. I think I'm gonna try to keep him active. Quick, if you wanted him to be a pro at any sport, which one would you pick? Oh, that's easy for me. And I know a lot of people would say golf, but like for me, if he was playing professional baseball. And I got to go travel around to ballparks all around the country and watch my kid play baseball. For me, personally, that's like a dream. I get to sit there, drink beers, eat peanuts, get a huge gut, eating hot dogs. So you day. think you're going to be retired and be able to just travel around everywhere I mean, if he's playing, 45 years old? If he's old, playing Major League Baseball, yeah, I do think so. So you're, you're dipping into his pockets a little bit there, asking, you well, know, if your kid doesn't make it, you know, if Lou does happen to turn out, he goes to the MLB, signs, you know, $20 million a year ticket. How much of that money do you think you deserve as a father? That's a good question. I guess we could turn to Paul on that. Are you divvying out any money to family in your life? <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say how much right now, but a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think, I think I'm entitled to 15%. <laughs> I'm just gonna put a hard number on it, fifteen percent on every paycheck. I think I'm gonna get that in writing before he makes. I would it. say that's fair. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you were with him every day like I am right now, I think you'd say fifty. Oh yeah. I mean, you can understand some of those, par- you know, Lavar Ball, completely understandable. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I made you who you are. Give me that money. <laughs> All right, enough with Perps Weekend. Yeah, let's okay. do, uh, what'd you get up to? Can't remember. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, special weekend, we had the old uh, UND reunion golf trip down in Nashville. Uh, it was a hell of a time. Just, yeah, it was uh, pretty funny. We This year, we didn't bring our clubs. We didn't <laughs> actually golf, but... Didn't pretend. No, I mean, Nash. that was my first time in Nashville, and that place is just, it's incredible. Was it I actually? Mean, Every bar there. I didn't know that. That was, that was your first time? Uh, Just going out there? First time I've been there before, but we were playing, so you didn't really... Yeah, I, I didn't that. get to enjoy it. But, um, yeah, I mean, just the atmosphere on that street, it's in, I was... It's incredible. My mind was blown. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I don't so know. So that was fun. I don't know how they... I don't know how they keep... I don't know how they keep that up with that many people buzzing around that street. How do they keep it, like... Or in orderly conduct, you know, like people are all kind of behaving, you know, like how is that possible with that many people drinking on the same road? It's, it's incredible to me. I I don't understand because, you know, you go to Grand Forks and you just head over the broken drum and there's a fight outside in the parking lot with like 20 people inside. It's like, I think people are angry drinking in Grand Forks. (laughs) Half the town goes out and looks for a fight. Angry or depressed. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, let's take it easy on Grand Forks here. Um, it's not know, a bad thing. It's a it's a goddamn chosen city. Yeah, true. And we're from there. Yeah, there's a reason, you know. And you go back there and you meet these people, and they're, you know, I kind of want to get back there. It's like Jesus, I love these people. Oh, I, I, I am Mitchin. I am Mitchin. I don't love the weather, the landscape. It's just kind of the people. There's nothing really that brings you back other than the you know the the majestic Rail Fingelstead that used to call my playground, um, but no, it's a great place. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. So do we, we do we mention you know we went on the golf trip, um, and we get these we get these G Trip hats. If you're watching on YouTube right now, you'll see my hat says G Trip on it. it. Stands for golf trip. We got that question a lot. What does G Trip stand for? Oh, it doesn't stand for G Spot. It's not a joke. It's just fucking golf trip. Um, but no, yeah, where'd you guys play? Uh, we didn't. Yeah, we just came on a golf trip and, uh, didn't play golf. I just went to the bars and hung out with each other and you kind of just tell funny stories and, uh, you, you always, this was the sixth annual, so sixth time we went on the trip. Um, you kind of end up telling the same stories every time and they never really get old, right? It's just like... Let's retell this story. It's hilarious every time. Why not? I mean, you only get once a year to tell it. So <clears throat> you only see those guys once a year. And, you know, some of them are our best friends. Played yeah. Four years with them. So it's an unbelievable time. Great to see everyone. Great city. So we, uh, so we always rank, you know, guys who go there, who had the best trip, worst trip. Um, who do you think was the MVP of that trip? <laughs> That's... You're up there. I think uh, Danny Christo's up there. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I'll have I'll have you know, listeners. I'm always you know towards the top. You know, I put a lot of weight on my shoulders coming into this trip. Um, you know, it's kind of like you know Besser and and Kajula and and Nick Schmaltz are coming, and they had that first line you know pressure when they played hockey. But when we go on a trip like this, you know, I consider myself a first liner. Um, got to do my part. Everyone's got their part, their role to play, but. You know, I try put a lot of pressure on my shoulders to make sure everyone has a good time, and you know, we all we all end up alive at the end of it. But yeah, I think I was up there this year. I think I've had better showings for sure. Um, got a little too much sleep, a little more, a <clears throat> little more sleep than I wanted this trip um, from years past. But that's right. But yeah, Daniel, I, I would say Dusky's probably the MVP. He's probably the dominant go to the trip. Dusky is. I think he's reigning six time. MVP yeah, champion. He, he just always is. Um, and the amount of energy he's able to bring and muster up is just, it's, you know, he it's, loses it's his Jordan. voice after every yeah. night or after the first night, every trip. And you, and you're, you know, you're, you're sleeping in the, you wake up, you get there on Thursday, you wake up Friday and you're laying in bed and you can hear some guys are awake and all you can hear is, you know, Someone downstairs just firing. Let's go! This guy's starting, and it's always dusky. And you're like, no wonder the guy fucking loses his voice. He's screaming <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great to see everyone. Um, and I don't know how many years it'll last with kids popping out and how <clears throat> how old we're getting. We'll probably end up playing golf next year. But unbelievable time. Let's get into our hypotheticals here, and I do want to sponsor the hypotheticals. This week, um, from the Italian Moon in Grand Forks, um, Italian Moon's great buffet. It's in Grand Forks, 
Italian spot, obviously. They've got pizza. They've got a nice buffet. But what most people don't know is it is the home of the whaler. And people from Grand Forks will know this. The red pepper grinders, they lost their bread. People are like, where the fuck's the bread for this? Where the fuck's the original bread? Well, guess what? The Italian moon has the original bread on the whaler. Just letting you people know that. White sauce, hot sauce, everything. Same as a grinder. It's just called a whaler. People don't know this, though. So I'm hoping we're going to bring some traffic to the Italian moon here. Um, get yourself a whaler. You won't leave disappointed. Okay, so let's get into hypotheticals this week. We're going to start us off with a uh, business product idea that we have all had in our lives, just never came to fruition. Um, does anyone want to volunteer to start us off? Yeah, sure. I'll go. I mean, kind of just thought of this on the top of my head, but um, I would like a stick of deodorant that actually would stop my uh, armpit sweat. <laughs> Yeah. I know it's businesses have claimed to make it, but I still have yet to find it. So it it doesn't. That'd be nice if Old Spice could come up and. And you've went clinical strength, haven't you? A few times, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've went Dove. I've went Old Spice. Have you it's ever just, went? Have you ever went know. original Speed Stick? I think I've tried them all, but uh, <laughs> you know that'd just be nice if someone nothing, could pull through. Nothing ends up working. No, I mean not in dress suits in the summer at weddings. It's just. I even tried the organic stuff. They claim to be oh, no aluminum. It's not getting in your skin. Healthy. That stuff is even worse. I mean, you, <laughs> it almost it almost makes you sweat more. Have you looked into the laser therapy? No, I have not. I'm pretty sure they can take your sweat glands right out of your armpits. But the, but that's not healthy. But then you're afraid that it's gonna like. Am I gonna be sweating out my chest? Or... <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna move to somewhere else. It's yeah, gonna go yeah, to your face. My lower back. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You, I guess you gotta sweat. Cheeks are just, just just face is always sweating. <laughs> uh, okay, I could get behind that idea. Anyone else? Um, I can go if you want me perp, to. Perp, I want. Sh- Perps actually pitched this idea to me before. It's it's great. So I pitched this idea. Maybe two years ago, I think. I'm I'm notorious for pitching ideas and doing nothing about it. Um, this one's Great more of ideas. like a... Uh, this is a digital cemetery. So, obviously, everyone, most people now have like a online presence, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, all the major social medias. And this idea basically is that there is a cemetery that you can visit. And I know there's like visit this gravesite, that type of thing that's out there. But this is like an online digital cemetery. So like you go to this cemetery, whatever you want the name to be, I'm not sure. You type that person's name in and boom, pops up a good picture that's been submitted by the family. You know, maybe it was submitted, you know, when they died or passed, or maybe it's just one they find online and the website uses. And then you start scrolling. There's links to articles associated with this person. You got, you know, their Twitter link. You can scroll their Twitter feed. You can, you know, maybe highlights are on there. You got all their life highlights, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all those things, you know. So you don't have to go, oh, that person passed away. It's fun to go look at their Facebook, whatever. I don't know if people do that. But um, as we get more into the digital era, I feel like that's something that people could actually use. This idea it will come to fruition. Oh, it's going to come to fruition. Someone's thinking about and this and is doing it and right. And it's going to be funny because it's we're going to talk a good about idea. it later. They might we're... hear your pitch right there, yeah. and yeah. that's the reason they made it. This is such a good idea. I mean, who wouldn't – Who wouldn't? I mean, what, what would you have to pay to 
submit all this on one website. Well, you pay like a what a fifteen dollar or twenty dollar annual subscription to have it on there for yeah and forever and and who knows how you'd want to like so it's basically a it. remembrance I mean, page where you yeah can yeah it could be a remembrance page and it I was thinking like you could even have like if there wasn't family submissions I mean the internet's pretty much open game anyway so like if you're linked on the internet or public like. It could just be one place, basically. There probably for... wouldn't be a ton now, but it'd be cool, if, you know, like... Well, and that's we the were, point. You, so, like, a hundred years yeah. from now, everybody's going to have something. Like, half the population now doesn't really have something. A hundred years from now, people will have a TikTok, a Facebook. I mean, maybe Facebook will be gone. Who knows? Yeah. But... So, it's all of their posts? Or who makes it? No, it's, no, no, no. it's, it's you know, it's it's... Their it's, Facebook it's page, their like Twitter your, page, oh, they, all, just, they all just put it's them together in one, one profile. Page. So it's, so like it's you, not like I'm making yours. Like great guy, but he was cheating. No, well, no, in no. your in your <laughs> yeah, yeah. in your in your will, it could say, you know, I'm giving Paul. I would never do this, but I'm giving Paul access to my yeah burial. You know, my sent my digital cemetery page. You'd probably give it to a family member, yeah. you know, who would you know take care of it, keep it up, you know, maybe post reminders. I think the other idea I had is like. If this became a thing, you could even, a little morbid, but you could write messages from the grave, like, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, that type of thing where it's like, hey, happy birthday to my whatever on this That'd day. That'd be like, sad to see. Yeah, it would be tough to see, but there's people. Well, if it's, an, if, it's an, if it's an app right now, we're, we're just writing messages right now that we want seen on there when we die. <laughs> just writing something like, hey, I always hated you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like a... A revenge page, it turns into. I always acted nice to you, but I thought you were a prick. It's a revenge posting page. <laughs> yeah. uh, that would be, I mean, obviously we could, but how much would you love going on there and like looking at your great grandpa and seeing his pages, like well, what he was up to, his I jokes he was, was saying? The, I think that was the point I made is so yeah. like, how cool would it be to go back and look at your grandpa when he from posts that he made when he was 25 yeah. with his buddies, like a tweets that he made, I mean... You could edit them, I guess. The family. Oh yeah, because I mean, they're Gage's tweets. You probably yeah. want to delete half of them. But, yeah, for mankind. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be seeing all of his Easy tweets. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, see, I mean, it'd be so cool for the young kids because, like, obviously, all of us look at the old guys are like, oh fucking, this guy's a prick. He was probably a loser when he's younger, and he's he might have been a fucking stud. Well, like, and also, <laughs> and also, we're getting lazy. Like, who wants to go see Grandma and Grandpa's tombstone? Like. <laughs> Get me, get me online. Yeah, get me scrolling. Strange. You know, it's a ten minute drive. Yeah. Let me send. You kidding, know, maybe kidding. you could set it up as like a. Maybe it's a ten minute drive. Maybe you could set it up as like a. You know, what's the GoFundMe? You could kind of give the family money every once in a while. Like, oh, keep it up. I like this. Yeah, I like this post. Keep that up. Here's two bucks or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd just be a subscription base. You think that's the best way to go? Yeah, this is a business you're trying to make. I mean, you're trying get, to profit. Just get me subbed. I don't want too much complication. You can <laughs> people can make donations, but yeah. Mace, do you have an idea? So everyone, you know, you probably heard of Time Hop, maybe. Yeah, like, shows you what you posted on this day on all your different socials. So my thought is that you get a picture frame, like one of those virtual picture frames, but it shows you like all of the pictures and tweets you did on that day. Hmm. Yeah, so 
<clears throat> you like put it on your wall and everything, you know. Yeah. That'd be really. And then you like you wake up and you're like, oh no shit, like you're good idea. This is what I did in college. But yeah, then you know, sweet, actually, you have to be like... careful where you hang that thing and the pictures you took on that. Oh my process. god, I yeah. took that picture. Look away. <laughs> Mom's over. Like, oh mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's unreal. That'd be. That'd be incredible. See what you're up to. That's always fun looking on Snapchat and you see like what you were up to last year on this exact day and stuff. That's a great idea. A second one I got is uh so when my family like goes out of town or something, we have this like light thing that we set right in front of our TV that just puts like light on the wall so it looks like a TV's going. Yeah. So this would be kinda in the future, but like window clings that project the inside of your house. Oh, that is a good idea. But it looks like your home. So like people are walking past. Uh, or something. A little little home alone action where he's yeah. got the windows closed and he's he's pulling the strings and they're walking around the house. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Marvin Marvin <clears throat> Harry think he's think they're the whole family. That is family. a really good idea though, because <laughs> as a homeowner, that's like one <laughs> that thing you think about. So good. That is a good idea. Yeah. Especially when you're gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good I idea. Like it. Okay, so mine was um, so obviously when you go to like different towns where you ever wherever you go doesn't have to be a vacation could be just normal town um, you always you never really there's a lot of times you don't know where to go out you don't know where to like go to a bar or go to eat you're kind of looking on Yelp or Google or whatever at reviews um, I want to make an app. And, and there's sometimes when you visit like a vacation destination, everyone's going to the same spot because it's like a it's like a tourist destination. You don't know the actual good spots in the city where the, the locals know. Well, I want this app to be like, you know, a bar app or a restaurant app that like people don't know. And there's reviews from like people like us talking about, you know, Oh, this is this is where we went. It was you know underground, um, two dollar beers, but it was karaoke and it was unbelievable. It's on this street, like wouldn't be able to find it. That type of stuff, you can't find that stuff. There's really no app for it other than Google and Yelp, and the only people reviewing Google and Yelp are you know fucking Karens and fucking Steves or whatever. Right, it's always the Steve's. the chain bars that or chain restaurants that show up on yeah. there first and like. Yeah, and you don't like, have all day to sift through all those. No, all you don't have all day yeah. to sift through those, and you and and you know if you go to a a vacation destination, you always go to the same place everyone else goes. You know, but you know, you know the locals are going to somewhere different that's better, but you just have no idea about it because none of the tourists are going there. Um, I think that helped, but <clears throat> obviously, there's you know I'd like to poke holes in every idea. Like if you're a local and and you've got a good spot. Yeah, obviously, you know, you kind of want them to make money, but you're also like, I don't want fucking tourists in this place. Fuck them. <laughs> like, if I'm at the if I'm at the Broken Drum, I'm not posting like, oh yeah, Broken Drum, good drinks. I'm posting no. like, no, don't come here. You want the whole back bar to you. Your <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want the bar empty. It's just, it's sad as it's as sad as it is to say for the business owner, but it's better when it's empty. Those and, times when you you are on vacation though, and you. You don't know what you're getting, and you go up, and there's like live music, and it's just a great atmosphere. It makes it that much better that oh, you didn't know. Stumble, into, into, stumble into something. Yeah, yeah. That's the best. And then, okay, another one I had was uh, so a big problem at bars is you <laughs> it's can't. It's all about bars. 
nuts. Well, that's where I think the most problems are. You yeah. know, no one's worrying about those because they're drunk, so they don't think about it. <laughs> but, you know, I'm there sober thinking about it, <laughs> trying to get better. Um, but, no, so when you're at a bar, it's like some bars you go to, you're like, fuck, this place is awesome, but I can't, I can't get a drink. Line's too long. Waitresses are taking their time. Waiters, whatever. Well, have you seen that new Taco Bell? I was going to say, what about the Taco that's Bell got concept? The, that's got the, you know, the bank teller. Well, why not as a bar have just a bunch of bartenders backstage or whatever or up up on top of the bar and you just run up to this kiosk. You type in how many drinks you want, you press it, and they just fucking lower it right down to you and you grab them out, hand them out, everyone's got a drink. Seems like an easy thing. Why aren't we doing it? I don't know. That's in Taco Bell now? Have you seen that new Taco Bell? You haven't seen that new Taco Bell in, in Brooklyn Park? Uh, no. <laughs> so it's like this futuristic Taco Bell. It, it looks like a $5 million building. Really? That's crazy. The whole taco, the whole restaurant is above ground, and then you just drive under like it's a bank, and you order, and they just lower your food straight down. You grab it out, and you drive away. No way. Yeah, it's crazy. <clears throat> it's crazy. Have you been there? I, I've never been there. I I drove by it. I wanted to go in. I'm not a huge fan of Taco Bell, but... Do we go I, there tonight after the show? We might have to. They're open till 2. We're going. Do I have to eat the taco? <laughs> yeah. No, I think we just go there and order it and then just be like, oh, that was cool. You can take it back. <laughs> can I get my receipt? <laughs> okay. Good good ideas. We've got a couple millionaires yeah, in here. No telling, if, no telling if any of us will do anything about it, but uh, great ideas. Okay, let's move on to the next one here. This one's a hypothetical. Would you rather play hockey in an unbelievable arena, sold out fans every night? You know, would you rather play in the Ralph, sold out fans every night, but the staff's terrible, your equipment's old, your travel's kind of shitty, or would you rather play at a program or wherever you're playing with, you know, kind of a shitty rink, no fans, but you got top-notch staff, locker room, are you equipment, calling, are you calling out Northern right now? Travel. Is that Northern? I don't know. But you're <laughs> looking at me while you're saying it. I mean, which one would you rather take? That's 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 a tough one for me cuz obviously, I mean, not everyone plays the game for fans. I 100% did. It was way better when fans were in the stands, obviously. Like, it's just way better. But you spend more time in the locker room and traveling and yeah. practicing. So what what are you going to go with here? You start with me? Well, anyone can start. Um, I mean, you said it. I think, I think it's a no-brainer. You want to play in front of fans. It doesn't totally matter the rink, but I guess when you factor in everything that's involved like top-notch travel and where you're staying and I mean, maybe i guess you're not staying at a rink but everything involved with it i, th- I mean you got to go fans don't you you got to go pack. you're kind of well, we're kind of talking about the universe like, like or the whole hockey just, just, like a, the whole just thing. an organization yeah. as a whole i mean i think you gotta go i think fans play a big role just because you can find a good time anywhere i mean you, you just end up complaining about the shitty stuff, and it just makes it more fun. It's just funny, then. It is. It's just... <clears throat> it's a good point. Yeah. It's just I funny. It's, it's 100% just, you play. 
in front of fans. You choose the fans and just the shit staff, 100%. shit equipment. Yeah, because you can find jokes and it's just shed funny. all year. It's just funny at that point. Mace, what are you planning? You know, I'm going in the rink with all the fans too. I mean, if the facilities are shit, like, so what? Yeah. Like, if the facilities are great, but you're playing in front of no one, what, like, what's yeah. it matter? Right. Like, an empty Ralph, like, how fun. I mean,. I guess I don't know. Have any of us ever played? Probably when we were younger, I guess. But. Yeah, I played an empty Ralph when I was like seven. Yeah. No Our state there. championship wasn't very full. <laughs> Lower bowl was about 25%. Yeah, I knew I knew you guys would pick the fans. I would obviously pick the, uh, you know, the nice staff, the great staff, um, good travel, good facility beneath the rink, just because, you know, I'm always trying to better my game and further it and be better and, and, you know, get the edge on the next guy. So if I've got a really good equipment manager, trainer, strength coach, coaches, you you need game readies. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I could care less about the fans. You know, I'm just out there trying to better myself. You're not even looking at the crowd. I'm almost, you know, people are trying to be better than other guys. You know, I'm just looking in the mirror, trying to be better than myself. So, um, that's what I would choose in that scenario. Um, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'd pick the fans every time. <laughs> um, let's move on to the next one here. We're going to do a little, we're going to do a little rating system folks on our friends. And it's, it's just, you know, everyone's got those friends who, you know, they have their pros and cons. Um, you know, some are good at some things and better at others, or this guy would be a great friend or a bad friend. Um, but he does this and it makes him better. So to give you guys an example, okay, I've got a friend, he's an 8.5 out of 10 as a friend, but his girlfriend's an absolute bitch. (laughs) I'm bringing him down to a 7.4. Where do you guys have him at? Uh, do you guys, is that, does that hold weight with you guys? Is he the same? Do you care? Hey, love is love. I don't know. <laughs> 7.5, I'll stick with it. I, I don't will, know. Uh, unless you have to, like, unless she's just terrible to you and all everyone around well, her. Well, she's then. a bitch. Is she a bitch to the friends or is she. Is she there? Or is the friend changed th- because she's a no, bitch? No, I th- I think a girl a girl is a bitch in any scenario if she's a bitch. She's I mean, probably not being nice to you. Yeah, usually that's just a scenario where everyone's like, "That girl sucks." Yes. Yeah, so like, does do you I do you, do you look differently at that friend at all? Or no? I don't think you do. You almost just feel bad for the guy. Yeah, so you're you're holding eight. I'm, I'm holding eight point five because I think I might. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I'd say eight point five. I I'd hold strong on that. I think it's an unfor- it's an unfortunate situation when a guy gets in a situation like that, but I think you can't hold it against them because I mean, like Paul said, love is love. People don't know what they're doing when they're in love. So I'm gonna yeah. disagree. They know. What I'm gonna doing. switch my rating to like five point two. <laughs> <laughs> figure it out yeah i mean what do you guys what do you guys say and you're trying to you what do you think you're on fucking fox sports north here (laughs) you're looking at them the same you're telling me that no the guy's a loser at that point mace what do you think does that does, does that hold weight for you or no i'm definitely dropping it down i mean 
what are you doing? Like, you got to get her out. If she's a bitch to you and all your friends, like, what are you... That's a why th- are you with her? Yeah, that's why. That's where I'm going with. I mean, it drops you points because you're like, you know what? You're probably gonna dump this girl in a year. I mean, I don't know why you're being a loser right now. Um, you know, like we, I've been your friend for 15 years, and now you're acting like a loser because you've been dating this girl for two months. Like that's not cool, man. Yeah, I gotta go back in mine. I hate guys. <laughs> oh, you said 8.5. <laughs> he said no, he doesn't care. I'm going back. <laughs> I'm going back. I'm going. Four. I guess I don't know. I've never really. Uh, well, it's just a scenario. Know, that's true. You know, it's not a real. Is, thing. is it a scenario though? I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna <laughs> do a a real one with one of our friends. I won't say a name, and he probably won't listen, so he's not gonna know. <laughs> but um, okay, the friend's an eight point five out of ten again. He's a great friend, but he leaves unannounced. Um, he never says goodbye, and he he always leaves too early when when before the fun actually starts happening. So, what does that do the rating at the eight point five there? Oh, Simonson's only an eight point five. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I got him in the nines. <laughs> oh, me too. Um, well, well, let's be. He might listen. <clears throat> don't don't let him know that. No, I. Uh, so personally, I. I've gotten mad about it before, but at this point, it's just funny. So I'm almost raising the rating. Yeah. Like, he never says goodbye. He'll just get up and leave. I do agree at this point. It's just like, where's John? And everybody's like, nobody is even saying much at this point. But as a guy who used to push the envelope till 3, 4, 5 a.m., and John would come back the next morning, fresh, bright-eyed, excited for the day. I've always resented it a little bit. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to give him a 2.5. <laughs> but I love John. Didn't you go to bed at like 4 last Saturday? <laughs> I had a glimpse of my old self last Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to I'm actually going to stick the only reason I'm going to stick him still at an 8.5 does nothing to my rating for him is because he does it every time. If he does it out of the ordinary, it bothers me more. Than if it's not him every time. It's his shtick now. It's like, his shtick now, and you understand it. Yeah. If a guy does it who doesn't normally do it, you're like, fuck this guy. What are you, what's he doing? Consistency is all you yeah. can ask for. Yeah, you want consistency out of your friends. I would agree Mace, that. does that have anything? You... I mean, I'm dropping it a little bit just because you got to live a little, like, show up to, hung, show up to work hungover once. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just have fun. Yeah. Like, okay. I've got another one that's a great one. Friends an 8.3, but whenever you're drinking, he acts like he's drinking as much as you are, but he's actually sipping on his beer the whole time and not drinking nearly as much as you are. Is what he you, pretending to be as drunk as you? So is this like this is perp. so if you this is perp everyone this is not perp <laughs> this is perp. so if like you're do I have to like show a, my Lulu bag of empty Coors Lights over here <laughs> if you're doing like a team shotgun and he like fakes it and throws it away yeah oh yeah I have I have a gag reflex the fake buckle I would do that too, he's an eight over the he's years. an eight point three but he's a fake buckler I feel like I just handle my alcohol <laughs> I'm a responsible drinker eight point oh. Not that, not too bad. Am I up yet? Yeah. 
All right. So how do you frame this again? You go, so your friend's a 9.5, one of your oh. one of your all-time friends. Yeah. But good. Good. every time you start talking about anything, they always bring up Bitcoin. <laughs> what what do you guys go with? What'd you what'd you say is nine point what? Oh, he's a great friend. Like you love this guy, but like you start you have a beer. Like, yeah, but before you, gotta, the, you bef- gotta give him a rating so I can drop him down. To well, let me say so the beer before the beer even gets to the table, like you're talking about cryptocurrency. Pushing I, it on you. He's pushing it on you. He's he's making you feel insecure about your own investments. What's his what's his original rating? His original rating's like a nine point five. <clears throat> this guy's a great dude. Yeah. Like you love this guy, but he likes to talk about cryptocurrency a little too much. Yeah. I would say if you're a crypto bro, you'd probably put him to a ten. I think I'm dropping him down to a 9.3. That I, one doesn't have too much of an effect on me. That's because you're, Cause I'm, you're, you're I'm in, kind you're of a hooked, crypto bro. You're hooked in it. And for the listeners that don't know, crypto's down, and you guys are probably laughing at us right now. Oh, lose money. It's going to fucking bounce back, all right? <laughs> it's going to come back, and you guys are going to be fucked <laughs> if you don't invest in this. So let's bring it back. Hold on, the hot, the hodlers. Okay, yeah. What do you? I mean, does that have anything to do with? I mean, do you care about the crypto talk, Mace? I mean, I'm dropping him down to like a five. Like, if I say like, <laughs> yeah, I don't fuck with crypto. Like, I don't care, and he keeps pushing on me. Like, dude, come on. Like, find something else to talk about. All right, I like that. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. It would annoy me just because I wouldn't be able to. I don't really understand it. So You're good at ignoring what people say when they say it, you know, right? Like people are talking and you're just looking at them like, I have no fucking deal. What crypto bros are easy to troll, though. They are. You start poking holes in crypto and like you'll get a million different answers. Okay, let's go the opposite route. Let's go the opposite route with this one. Um, okay, your friend's, a, your friend's a four. I mean, he's not really your friend. He's just, you know... Uh, I don't know why we're friends with this guy. But every time you go to the bar, he buys every round for everyone. He's a four to start out, but he buys every round every time you go with him. What are you what are you what are you bumping up to? I mean, he's high eights. It's a ten. Is he a ten? If it's a free night, is it a ten? I think you so. don't care. He's That's, our best friend. Yeah. I'd take a bullet for this guy. That's similar to what girls think, you know, when they date the 70 year olds that are billionaires. <laughs> That's a good perspective. You know, they don't care. I'm bumping them up to at least four points. I mean, like they said, if it's a free night, I mean, shit, I'm down. Yeah, I don't think anyone can ruin a free night. I mean, that's. I wish I had that friend. Yeah, I don't think we have that friend, do we? No. It'd be nice to have that. We we'd have to be, you know. I think you'd have to be friends with a guy who's kind of a loser. Yeah. And then he feels like he has to do something to earn his stripes. A loser with a little bit of money. Yeah. Like you don't want a guy who's actually got like a lot of money, but a loser with a little bit of money. Those guys are. Yeah, don't worry about it, man. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. 
up in uh, North Dakota when uh, I was on the exec team of the fraternity, this one freshman came for like fall rush, and he bought every single person on the exec team a bottle of Crown. Jesus, really? Would you tell him to kick rocks, or would you let him in? I think he put him in the fraternity. But, but is that to, uh, he's a he did it to try to get into the fraternity? Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. And he's a loser. Yeah, he's no oh, fun. Well, see. absolute stick. That's tough. I don't know. I think you. I don't know at that point. That there's not enough consistency there for me to to allow him in. I think that's just a you know that's a that's a play you make to try to get in, and then after he gets in, there's no more of that. He's just a loser. The funny part is he ended up going to a different house, and they just totally abused the shit out of it. Like he was buying like beer and shit for the parties every weekend buying all the rounds downtown yeah. so do they make the right i think it'd be probably <laughs> it'd be better off just not to let them in because you didn't want it you don't yeah. want that to end up happening because that's just you feel bad you don't want that 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 kind of brings up that kind of brings up an example of, or just something i thought of so you got a you got a friend he's an 8.5 but he always forgets his wallet oh i don't have my wallet sorry boys <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry boys you have to get me here i don't have my wallet is he quick on the venmo he is his venmo's down <laughs> his venmo's always up. His he, venmo's he doesn't up. have venmo no but... yeah he doesn't have venmo for some yeah, time i gotta i gotta download that no, app. I, I got i got kicked off venmo i'm sorry <laughs> yeah, i gotta get the guys got cash app <laughs> the cash app guy <laughs> that's happened to me a couple times i must say yeah, I've seen. I mean, there's I mean, there's been some guys. Some guys will let it slide, and then other guys, I'm like, you're out. Yeah, well, Ledoux always pays his debts, though. I feel Is like that... you're, I feel like Paul's notorious for having a card that's just not working for some random reason. <laughs> Maybe a couple times. <laughs> Shit, my card doesn't work. I don't know what's going on. Perp, take out some cash. I think I'm bump I think I'm bumping that guy down a full two points if he's never ponying up. Um it's always a burden to have to yeah, fuck. I got the last round, buddy. Like and you know when you're drunk you're not gonna remember it the next day, so like you're not getting that money back. Bumping down two, I think. I don't know. Um I think I'm going down. I'm going down quite a bit on that one. Okay, what are you going to do? Your friend's a 10 out of 10, but he bangs your ex-girlfriend. Uh, it depends. There's a lot of a lot of avenues that could go, but probably probably a zero for a minute. Yeah, there's probably, always, probably there's de- always a chance for rebound, though, depending on how you feel about the ex-girl. It probably depends on, you know, how much you liked the girl. Yeah. If you didn't. If you really liked her, say it goes down to a zero real quick. Whoa, oh, goal. goal. <clears throat> was that Three, pa- two. Was that Palat? I think so. Listeners, we're actually watching the game one of the Stanley Cup. It's 3-2 right now. Andre Palat. I think Pallott. this is an incredible play. Andre Palat scores again. We talked about him last week. Literally. Would you rather have Jerome McGinley's career or Andre Palat? Pilat's got two cups he's third all-time playoff points in tampa but jerome's jerome did it never got a cup yeah lived in lives in tampa two cups two cups it's tough to beat and he's been unbelievable you think you're taking Pilat? yeah i mean he's like fifth fiddle on tampa winning two cups possibly three you can't beat that 
I think over got... a Hall of Fame career and your name's Jerome McGinley, where everyone yeah. in the country yeah, knows you. I don't you're... know. That's tough. I'd be fine with either. I will say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably would too. Um, all right, let's move on to the next one. Didn't do we play with Aginla? Didn't you play with Aginla for uh, a little bit? Yeah. How what? Twenty how what, games. How was he as a guy? He was like one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Like, right when I came into the locker room, he came right up to me, introduced himself. Like, really well spoken. Just, how how like, was his handshake? As firm as he can be. You can really tell a guy's. I might still be like a little sore. Oh yeah. You can really tell a guy's personality and how big of an alpha he is by his handshake. You know, you shake some guy's hand, you're like, ah, oh, this fucking guy's a pussy. And you shake, you shake another guy's hand, like Hackstall, bam. Oh, my gosh. We're tied. No we're tied. We're tied 3-3 three, three here. Wow. Who was that? No, going back to Jerome, like he, uh, even you guys bothered him for a picture you yeah me and uh, all day me and moody, went to the game. Me and moody snagged a pick with jerome and he how do you, pretty how do you sure guys he was go... talking to his family oh, and like, they bumped him and like can we get a picture <laughs> and he was like no problem gave him the picture he's just an unbelievable guy oh yeah oh big smile like he had known us forever. Wait, was that yeah. was that on the back that had to have been on the back end of his career obviously did he play for another team after that or was he done he was done obviously I, i've only i only Maybe played there for about a month with him, but he just yeah. seemed like such yeah. a nice guy. Yeah, you kind of have to be. If you're going to play that long in the NHL, you're usually just like a – if you're in the league that long, typically you're like an all-time legend personality as well. Got to be humble. Yeah. That's kind of what it takes. But per, like how do you – how do you muster up the courage? And, you know, Dewey invites you down to the LA Kings game and – yeah, visit him, and you're there visiting a player on the team, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're fanboying a, a, an NHL player, asking him for a pick. Like, how does that – how do you decide on that? Well, you don't decide, really. You're just in the moment. You're, <laughs> I mean, you've been drinking beers all day. I mean, we're in Hermosa Beach during the day. It's also not just an NHL guy. That guy's an He's NHL a legend. legend. He's, He's a, a legend. Uh, and, I mean, he walked in, and we just snagged a quick pick. I think Moody – Toss the arm around him though. I think he reined yeah. him in. I, I didn't know. I don't even know if he was talking to his family or they nudged him. That's just what I thought in my head when I saw oh, the I picture. Think, I mean, he might have been signing a stick for like a little kid when we grabbed him. I don't. I don't <laughs> actually know. It was. I mean, in retrospect, it's like two twenty-five-year-olds grabbing a Ginla for a pick while he was there, maybe seeing his family or a or a fan, young fan. It was. Uh, Who else did you guys try to grab a pick <clears throat> there and? Uh... Well, what are your thoughts on him now? So, do we want to go backstory here? So, are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. So, this guy is an all-time Hollywood legend that we're going to talk about here in a second. Um. So, me and Moody were down visiting Paul when he's playing with the Kings, and we're on like an all-time trip. You know, like we got access to the. You know, the parent family lounge where, you know, celebrities go to that bar and get their drinks. So me and Moody, if you want to go long story, we're having drinks there and we see this guy. His name's Will Farrell, as some of you guys may know. Um we're not gonna bother him right away. We're we're too cool for that, you know. Ah, we don't bother him. We're those type of guys. And I'm like, <laughs> ah nah. 
We've seen this before. <laughs> nah, no, nah, it's Will Ferrell. We ain't gonna be those guys. Yeah, we've been know, in like... bars with guys like this before. <laughs> yeah, no, that's Will Ferrell. So we, uh, so we pop up to our seats for the game, and we're like giddy. Like this is like Moody's childhood hero. Like we're instantly ten year olds up in the stands. Oh like, yeah, look at him down there. Like look at him. He's cheering down there. Like that's so cool. And we're watching the game, and I don't even know if we watched the game. We just watched Will down yeah. by the glass, and. Game ends, and we're like, God, it'd be cool to get a picture with that guy, though. Like, what a legend, you know. Funniest funniest Hollywood actor of all time. And we're we're exiting. We, we sit in our seats for a while because we're, like, going to leave with Paul after the game. And it takes a little bit, you know. So we're sitting up there, and we see these, you know, young girls go up to him and snag a pick. And we're like, our brains go, we should get a pick, too. <laughs> so we So we pop down start heading down toward the chairman's, which is like the parent family, whatever it is, lounge, I guess. And there he is. He's just standing there with another guy who I don't know who it was. And I'm like, moods, we got to get a pick and moods panics. He's like, I can't ask him. You have to ask him. So I, you know, I'm super prepared. I pull the phone out, cameras open, like quick as possible. How quick can I get this picture without bothering this guy? Granted, the whole time I'm like a 12-year-old kid who just watched Wedding Crashers when I see him. I'm like giddy. Like, this is awesome. Like, this is Will Ferrell. And I go up to him and, hey, Will, you mind taking a picture with us? Puts his finger in my face, takes his phone out of his pocket, fakes a phone call, walks away. (laughs) What what do you say in the phone call, though? He... And I'll go back on this if he can show me a picture of the newborn puppies that were born. But he pretended that his dog had brand new puppies. He went something of the effect of the puppies. She had the puppies. And then he just walked away from us at a high rate of speed. And looking back, like me and moods were, you know, we were pretty sour of about the events like, pride hurt you guys like, hate will Ferrell. oh we hate him <laughs> but we've we've talked about it since and i mean we were like 26 years old like we were grown men walking down there in my mind i'm like 13 years old like going up to will Ferrell, but we were grown men so i can't hold it against them i don't find anything he does funny anymore the guy is an absolute clown <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't, honestly, after that, I couldn't, moment. I've never laughed at anything he's done. I've thought this guy's losing his mind. Has he had a good movie since? I have, I haven't seen a good movie. His old movies seem. So you guys put a curse on him after that. I mean, we didn't, we didn't straight up put a curse on him, but I would say I've never even giggled at something he's done anymore. And he was one of my favorite actors prior to that. <laughs> but what do you do? You know, you guys are holding that against him, huh? Well, we've talked about it. We don't hold it against him. We don't blame him. You know how many pe- you know how many people he took pictures with that night, right? But how old were you guys when you were there? We were grown men. <laughs> we were grown. They're, they're pissed at him. <laughs> we were grown men. What are you thinking of? What are you thinking when you're a forty-five, fifty-year-old actor? You're an absolute legend, and a couple of grown men come up and ask for a picture. You're like, all right. <laughs> but you, but you got a picture how. How dumb I looked in the hallway down oh, yeah. at the bottom of Staples Center holding my phone out, just getting walked away from Oh, it was two sad boys walking Did down the Did you guys hallway. end up having a good night after that or just going home? 
what did we do that night? Did we end up at <clears throat> Nightingale that. that night? No. <laughs> I can't remember what we did that night. I can't either. Probably had a good time, though. It's hard to have a bad time in Los Angeles. Yeah. All right, we'll finish off. We'll finish off the hypotheticals here. Favorite vacation you've ever been on? Were we already in that one? No. Favorite vacation you've ever been on could be when you're two years, four years old. Yesterday could be anything. Do you guys have anything in mind? I have one in mind. <clears throat> I know what mine is. Why don't you go? So mine is. Uh, Shit, I can't remember if it was after freshman or sophomore year. I think it was after freshman year. Um, we're we're literally just after the season. The season just ends, and we're sitting there, and we're in class, and Nick Matson texts us, "Hey, like, there's a pond skim in uh, Big Sky." <laughs> the fuck's Big Sky? Well, let's see. You know, you go skiing. It's a ski hill. It's a great ski hill, and and they they dig out this pond and a bunch all the college students around, and and you you ski through this pond. Um, it's it's going on, and this was like Thursday. We we got to go tonight or something. It was like we we left right away. We got to go tonight, and I'm like, oh fuck, that sounds awesome. I'm I'm in. Um, so. What was it? Five of us or four of five four? First year was. Four. Four of us? Four. Me, you, Stetcher. And Matt's. Matt's. Yes, we go. We end up driving out to Big Sky, driving all the way to Montana from Grand Forks. Um, We have no idea what to expect. We made the decision the day of and then started driving. And I just remember we we pull up to Big Sky and we've got the song Jubal playing. And at the time, it was like just majestical, like... You're just all in on Jubal. And we've got that song playing and we see the, 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 the lone peak of Big Sky and we're pulling up and no one's saying a word and we're just eyes wide open like, oh my God, that is incredible. So the whole weekend we go skiing, go in the hot tub at night, wake up, go skiing again, go to the bars, have some drinks. We, we actually meet, um, was Jay there that year? With, uh, what's, what's his name? No, Gary Kaiser, old Kaiser. Uh, Gary Kaiser played for was UND a, yeah. back in the day. Uh, I believe he's from. I think he lives in Detroit Lakes, but unbelievable guy. Like goes there, goes to Big Sky all the time. He kind of showed us the ropes that weekend. Just a legend. We meet him. We have beers with him. We we keep skiing. It was just. It wasn't like you know. I've been on so many vacations that have been awesome, but you know, you go to we show up to Big Sky. It was so last minute, I think, which is what made it great, and. We just we have the time of our lives. We end up we end up driving home and and we didn't know this, but it was it was towards the end of the year. And it was still like it was still like thirty five degrees in the mountain. And when you get, when you get to the top, it was like twenty degrees. So none of us were wearing sunscreen. Um, not like you're obviously not thinking about getting sunburned when it's twenty no. degrees out. So none of us wearing sunscreen, but obviously the sun You're idiots. The sun coming off the, the, the white snow and the glare. We all just get burnt <clears throat> to shit. So we're driving home and we have these ski goggle tan lines. And like <laughs> this is a time when we were still playing for UND. So we're like, ah, oh, we can't tell them we're we're skiing. They don't want us skiing because we could get injured. And we're just driving back after this unbelievable trip, listening to music. 
and <laughs> we've all just got these goggle tans on and, and Dewey actually got it the worst. He had like blisters on his face from this suntan that <laughs> I mean that was that was terrible. That was no joke. I had the we were wearing the old hockey helmets and I had the Cooper Crash tan line with the chin strap tan line. I was wearing sunglasses in class the rest like for the next two weeks. (laughs) He he legit had bubbles. Really didn't help at all. He legit had bubbles on his face, like multiple bubbles of blisters from how bad the sunburn was. It was terrible. Oh, it was so funny. I remember his his famous joke was he came into, so I was sleeping in one room, and he comes in with his face, and he's like, oh, fuck. I feel like Two-Face right now off Batman. And I start laughing. I'm like, oh, God, that's a good joke. And then we start laughing. And he walks in the next room, and the door's open. And he repeats the same exact joke to the other two guys and they both start laughing. And I start laughing even harder knowing that he repeated the same joke. Just saying the same, just reusing the same joke because he, he he tested it out on me and the I recy- laughed. The recycled yeah, joke. he recycled it. There's your laughs coming from every room. Yeah. Killed it both times. But that was that that to this day is my favorite vacation. Just it was so sporadic and, and it ended up being just an unbelievable time. We had so much fun. Um I wish I could bring it back to that day, but do you guys have any vacations that are similar to that? Um I mean I did a seventeen day Euro trip with some of my teammates, which was all time. Hard to get into all the details of that one. I do remember that trip started out with a uh Minneapolis three day bender prior to the trip though. I don't know if anyone remembers was that. Was that that was the day you you rode home with Christo's parents? Christo's parents and they dropped me off at the La Quinta by the mall. <laughs> we just told that story a couple of weeks ago and Christo was on we were laughing about that weekend and we're like, Yeah, it was hilarious. We left Perp behind and we're like, have fun, Perp, we're going home. Oh, I, I sat there with Dan and his parents for like two hours before Never they- met. Dan never met his parents. Oh, first weekend meeting Dan and first weekend and never met his parents, obviously. And they're like, Yeah, we can give you a ride and little twenty minute drive, twenty five minute drive with his parents. It ended up being a nice ride, but then I was dropped at the La Quinta for a day and a half solo before taking off. But that weekend was all time. We had a great time. That was a great time. Yeah, that was a great time here that weekend. But yeah, we went to my buddy's one of my best friends from Northern lives in Stockholm. So we went to Stockholm and like we did that whole thing. And then we went to Amsterdam and uh, Berlin, Germany. We went to uh, Prague, went to Poland where another one of my teammates. What was your favorite spot? Um, they all had their, their, their things that were pretty cool. But I mean, we had a lot of fun and like, I mean, Stockholm was hard to beat. The sun barely went down. It was like 2 a.m. And it was like, just like a sunset. And then at, 3 a.m. the sun was rising it was like pretty so would you put and stockholm as the number one rank i'd have to put stockholm or like just sweden in general we were there over the midsummer the midsummer holiday which if you know anything about sweden it's like one of their biggest like events of the summer yeah. or maybe even the year i guess i don't know but so we did that whole thing and like a huge party and i'm actually going to see one of my other teammates from sweden this weekend but we actually went to his place he was like two hours north of stockholm it was like this big party on a lake and so it was pretty cool but like uh, Amsterdam, Berlin, Prague. Those those places are pretty insane too. We actually went to we actually went to Auschwitz too. We visited that, which is pretty 
pretty pretty downer but um really cool to see pretty humbling there's got to be jaw dropping yeah pretty jaw dropping humbling experience just to be like wow this is like you know you hear about it growing up but um but yeah then we went kept going to krakow where one of our other teammates is from and he showed us quite a time with the vodka in krakow it was quite the experience but yeah that trip was probably unforgettable for me so all right perp so the the old euro trip i can't say i've ever been on one i've been over to europe it hasn't been pleasure it's been business it wasn't that fun but mace do you, do you have a vacation in mind that that sticks out to you I mean, I just got to go with the Mexico trip that I just went on. I mean, it was unbelievable. That was, like, basically the only time I've been out of the country. The only other time was to Thunder Bay, which is basically just the U.S. with kilometers. Yeah. But, I mean, the Mexico trip, like, we were drunk the whole time. We found a three-liter bottle of tequila. I didn't even know that was a thing. It's a big bottle. Three liters? Is that bigger than handle? Yeah. A handle's 175. Oh, my God. So, of course, we treated that like her kid, and then as soon as we finished it like a day later, we went out and took pictures with it around the city. How big is this? (laughs) Three liters. It was, like, this big. Like that tall? I had pictures of it. How wide, like, is it, like, a... Just walk, like it's wider than a handle. Oh, it was fat. Just walking around with the empty bottle like, hey, good to meet you. <laughs> it wasn't our smartest idea, but yeah. we got some good-ass pictures with it. Oh, yeah, you should have brought it home. It yeah, looked good right here. Spot for it. That thing's a goddamn it. trophy. It's like <laughs> the Stanley Cup. That might be harder to win than the Stanley Cup. <laughs> <laughs> we took 400 pictures with that shit. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. <laughs> That's yeah. unbelievable. And you can just buy those in, down yeah. there? Like it's legal? It was, it was the most expensive thing in the liquor store, and it was forty five bucks. God, it was wrong, like are we in the wrong country. I forgot. I've what never been to Mexico. Was, but was like sounds unbelievable. Does inflation exist down in Mexico? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think pesos inflate. Yeah, Mace, I'm really jealous of that trip you took. <laughs> um, it's like a trip. I love those trips where people go like, you know, everyone goes to the same spots. Yeah. No one goes to that spot, so it's always fun to hear like what goes on in those places. I had never even heard of it before. Like, I had no idea where you went. I mean, the guy was the guy was right on the southern border of Mexico on a yeah. vacation, like near Costa Rica, almost like, near Guatemala. Guad- yeah, yeah. We're like, like on right the ocean. Where, yeah. No, we're. It's like the Providence is on the ocean, but we were like right in the middle, so it was like kind of a mountain town. So we did a lot of hiking. And How'd you get? Uh, the, like, was it cheap to go there? Or was it flight there and back was about seven hundred bucks. So not bad. Not crazy. No. Pretty, that's what. That's exactly what I spent I mean, to get to Nashville. I was going to say, so like Chicago. Should have right just gone there. I spent more on the plane tickets than I did the entire nine days. That's crazy. Oh, I bet. Food was like 50 cents. US you were there dollars. for nine days? Yeah. Did it get like, were you ready to go by, by no. the end of it or you were ready to stay? I wanted to stay. Yeah. Like, that was so much fun. That that's sounds awesome. like Everyone a, was great. That sounds like a Hawaii trip. Yeah. Every, Didn't you just go to Hawaii, Paul? I did, yeah. It's oh, unbelievable. Was that? But do you think that trip was? Uh, I don't know. You can tell your story for favorite trip. I mean, that's kind of up to you, I guess. But is that, I, I kind of, yeah, is I that honestly kind of can't what... narrow down a favorite trip. But that trip was unbelievable. Went with my girlfriend. Uh, shout out to Kippen. She listened. Kippen, uh, Kippen Keller, former women's hockey player, gopher. Yeah. Little. Yeah. I don't like their relationship because if they have a kid, it's it's going to be a good player. <laughs> He or she is going to be a stud. And, but. you know, like, as we get to our age, 
you know, our biggest battles in the future will be our our children <laughs> battling. <laughs> you know, it's nice. I already got one. With you a know, leg up on if your guys. kid beats my kid out for the squared A team, it's gonna be trouble. <laughs> Sad but true. That would be that'd be tough. Oh, that'd be, be so tough. tough. But yeah, yeah. I mean, those trips where you don't want to leave, they don't come that often. A lot of a lot of vacations I go on, most of them actually, probably ninety percent. I'm ready to go home after, right? Like you're like, all right, oh. get me home, get me. But that's because you're at the bar the whole time. No, I mean sometimes <laughs> I go ATVing and snorkeling, whatever. It's fun, you know. Sit on the beach. <laughs> I've never been on <laughs> ATV on vacation. Never. No, I that was. I mean, Hawaii is a. You could stay out there. Every time I go there, I wonder why. I come were you back, Were you, know, you think like, Were you thinking about like? I was starting to look up like, okay, I could, oh yeah, I could. Could you train? I out could there? work out on that beach. I'd, I'd run up that hill. Like I'd be in pretty good shape. Well, you come remember season time. You remember, I'd order a steak and stick him a little bit. You remember when we went there? You got a rink. Maybe it's a Mars, but no, not one. <laughs> I don't think so. Not a Maui. I don't think so. Not even a sheet of ice. Not a single. Maybe we can. Um, Open up our, a little hockey school there. That could be our thing. Could be. That's the business. Should idea. Have, should, yeah. have, should have pitched that as a business idea. Hockey in Maui. No, it was funny. That's why we talked about it. It was funny. Dewey brought us out. Dewey and LJ brought us out there. Me and Keaton Thompson. I planned that trip for a trip, and it was actually like two weeks before we started the college season. So we had like Ironman testing and all these tests. Like we were supposed to be in tip-top shape. So we go to Hawaii and we're like, ah, like, we got to keep working out. Like, we got to do these tests in a week or so. So we're just literally like running up these these hills, running back down, doing like just hiding jumps side to side. Then we're like, ah, let's go, let's go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up having an incredible year. Yeah, we did. We won that year. Yeah, is that when it was? I do remember was the year. It was like, wow, it was. A week and a half before everyone had to report. <laughs> Never forget the police face when we told him, like, yeah, we won't be here. Uh, we won't be here on Monday. He's like, all right, we'll see you on Tuesday. Well, actually, we won't be here till like, next Tuesday. We won't be here till next Thursday. <laughs> We're going to Hawaii. <laughs> all four of us are going to Hawaii. And police like, what the fuck? How do I tell these kids no? You're not telling us no. <laughs> you guys know I planned that trip, right? Did you? I planned the dates and everything, and then I couldn't go myself. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Because you had tests? No, I can't say what it was for, but I couldn't go. Oh, sketchy. That 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 trip, though, I believe that's why we had a good season. Because, you know, we go there and we're all, like, stressed out, and then we all hang out having a good time. We get in arguments every night, almost fist fight every night. You know, guys staying back. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that first night we're sitting on the we're sitting on the the balcony of the of the condo we're staying at, looking out at the beach, and we're at, we start to have an argument, and we're drinking wine, and it just escalates. It's a perfect like two v two. Dewey and <clears throat> Dewey and Larry are passionate about one side, and me and Tom are passionate about the other side, and we battle for an hour and a half, two hours, just yelling at each other. Tom's getting pissed, Larry's getting pissed, and then it slowly, you know, it's funny with guys. If I think 
you know, I've talked about this with my mom. Girls are a little different. So, like, girls, they have a little more feelings. If their feelings get hurt, it means a little more to them. We would get in arguments and we'd be, you know, motherfucking each other back and forth. Just wanted to kill each other. And it was so funny because we were so heated in this argument. We both wanted to kill the other two. And 20 minutes after this argument ends, we're all just hanging out on the beach, having like the best night of our lives. Like just, just petting turtles Whoa. <laughs> that are beached. And, Whoa. That's illegal. That's but, illegal. Yeah. That's a felony. I think got a couple good pictures from it, but, um, well, yeah, we'll good post them on here. Yeah. Dewey, that's good. That was your best trip ever with Kip. I mean, it would have been mine too. If with all of my yeah. life, it was an unbelievable trip. What was your favorite part? We had some good days on the beach. You go, um, you go boogie boarding at all? We tried surfing one time. It was an absolute debacle. She was yelling at me. I was yelling at her. <laughs> like basically, just like we we basically got into a fight because <laughs> that's a healthy relationship, though. If you have a relationship and you're uh, not fighting, folks. You might have to look yourself in the mirror and think this might be fake. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Was there any constructive criticism? Is that kind of what was going on, or I should have had a little bit more construction, construction uh, <laughs> criticism. Is that what it is? Constructive, constructive. That's what it was. Yeah, he was more making fun of her while he should have been teaching her a little bit, probably. No, so. what happens like where the waves break? That's when they're not that big but yeah. you're constantly getting hit by them so you got to paddle out past them so you can relax i didn't realize that her board was so big and it was like actually physically impossible for her to paddle out that's a, she that's, had like an that's eight a foot board. that's a that's a classic boyfriend thing to do there Be, oh, yeah. like completely just acknowledge like oh, yeah. yeah she was out to the woodshed no shot just wasn't trying, and then, he, and then he probably he's yelling at her like, "You gotta get past the wave, you well, gotta get past the I'll, break." And then he's like, "Let me try," and he tries and he can't do it. <laughs> well, that tells me as the argument ended and Paul being like, "Yeah, you're right, you couldn't have done it." Yeah, I didn't think oh, I yeah. broke right away. I probably broke the next day. Like, you know what? My bad. And she probably was <laughs> right the whole time. Yeah. Well, because Kip, people don't know this, but Kip is a probably 10 times better surfer than Dewey is. Yeah, she's unbelievable. She's unbelievable at surfing. I mean, she's incredible. Dewey's medium. I mean, he's good. I mean, Kip's a good athlete. Paul's yeah. not really good. I mean, athlete. I don't know if you can say that, though, after our last time out. I caught, like, I think I caught two waves. <laughs> she didn't even come close. Did you, get, did you actually get up on waves out there surfing? Yeah, but, like, I stand up for 10 seconds and fall over. So you, like it's you, not like I'm carving a wave. It's so just, you've graduated. It's fun to honestly, it's fun to sit out there and just. It is. Luckily, catch one every once in a while. So you've graduated the boogie board, is what we were doing back in those days. Yeah, I mean, boogie boarding it looks you can break your neck doing that. Oh yeah, it's dangerous. That's why we did it. Yeah, I know it was fun back. Living on the edge, yeah. getting caught in a wave, getting tipped in circles and hitting your head on the bottom. It's fun to like catch your head a little bit and kind of snap your <laughs> like neck. Tweak your neck and like luckily <laughs> yeah. walk out of it. So so Dewey, Tom and and Larry and I we end up booking this this snorkeling trip. And we hop on this boat thinking there's going to be, you know, just groups and groups of people coming with us. We're the only group with 
the the boat owner he brought his friends because it was his like leisure day to go out but he's like ah these guys are like kind of our age they can come out with us whatever so they're really cool people and and we're just we're just sailing along boats moving along and the the captain of the boat's like holy fuck look to the left what do they call them they're there's a bunch of dolphins. And we what do look, they call them? <laughs> well, there's, they call them like a pack. They're spinner or, uh, They call pods, them like a pack pods. or a pod. A pod of dolphins. Yeah. There's a pod of dolphins. We look to the left. There's maybe 150 dolphins, like everywhere. And everyone on the boat, including the captain, while it's still like floating along, everyone just dives off the boat. Just instantly dives off the boat and starts swimming towards the dolphins. And we're sitting there like... Like, fuck, we got to get off the boat and fucking swim with the dolphins. So we jump off this boat and we're just swimming next to these pods of dolphins everywhere. It was just insane. It was, they were like, they'd swim up to you and they'd look you in the eye and like check you out. Oh, and yeah. And they'd swim down. Then another one would come up. Look They're you in so the eye. smart. Where they do would... you guys stand on dolphins? Do you guys think? I, do, like... we, do, we, do we think they're smarter than humans? Yeah. Well, clearly not because they they don't have thumbs. I mean, I know, but you can't do what they do in the water. Well, no, but I'd rather be on land. I mean, what can they do in the water? Just fucking float around, you know? I don't know. Search for food. I you mean, ever watch those? I you can... ever watch those dolphin assistant assisted bursts? Well, yeah, I think I think no. dolphins are. I think it's crazy. <laughs> I think it's dol- crazy. So dolphins at wait, A dolphin wait, assisted. Are you saying dolph- dolphins have their own dolphin doctor that assists no. the birth? No, no, no. So <laughs> dolphins might. communicate. So now I'm gonna put my foot in my mouth, but they communicate with like sonar or whatever it is. Yeah, the, and eh, eh. whatever they do underwater, <laughs> you can look it up. Look up YouTube, the dolphin assisted birth. They have. They have tons of info on it. So They've a actually, human is having a baby. A, a woman goes into the water, and they they get in the water, and they get birth in the water. And there's actual evidence that shows that the babies end up being smarter. The birth is cleaner, it's more smooth. It's like they communicate. I don't know. I'm not going to go too far down the rabbit hole with you guys, but well, it looks like we're getting into it. Yeah, there we go. Look at this. We got it on YouTube. We're gonna get into this one. See what no they're up to. Way. Here we go. Look at this. Is this in the ocean or oh, a pool? Look at this. They're talking. Wait, to the, baby the dolphins there. give oh, birth it's in a pool. Dolphin that assisted birth. They give birth to humans. <laughs> oh my god! No, it's a dolphin. Yeah, a dolphin assisted birth. So humans give birth, and there's a lot of evidence towards. This girl's kind of hot. <laughs> she up? She actually does look good for being pregnant. <laughs> That's the three liter bottle. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> that thing's massive. It's like a double football. <laughs> let me let me see that. Look at look at that thing. Holy look shit. Look at right out. No problem. Oh my god. That actually doesn't look painful. No, at all. the dolphin assists it. Look at you guys can look all the way up and down YouTube. There's tons of info on it. I mean it's I'm not have to cut this out, but that girl's a fucking rocket. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go too far into it, but if we want to go down the rabbit hole someday on conspiracies on this pod, you know who your guy is because I got <laughs> I got it for days. Well, I mean, perp, that's incredible, but I mean, there's there's plenty of human assisted 
animal births. I mean, I'm pretty sure humans have assisted horses in birth, cows. It's always uh, tra- it's always traumatic. I and think gross. I do th- not just watch that one. I think the Homo sapiens track record is better than the dolphins. Is that how, is it? Does it come out that quick? Like she I just squirted that out. Not without the no, dolphins. Not without, like the dol- not without the dolphin. They, <laughs> these these women get in the water, and within minutes, the dolphin snap of the fingers wow. out comes the baby. The dolphin assists it. So the dolphin, he literally or he or she literally comes up, swims up, and talks to the baby who's under. You know those babies are in water. You know exactly. dolphins fuck forty times a day. During heat or just every no, forty times a day. That's I mean, what the captain of the ship said. Well, that's why they're already behind us. I mean, could you imagine if we wanted to have sex 40 times a day? I mean, we, we wouldn't be able to get shit done. That's true. <laughs> you have to well, do what, it Who's for... living the better life? <laughs> that's true. I mean, yeah, who's figured it out? Like, we're all stressed. They're just out there. We're all thinking we're Swimming, smart. jumping around. We're smarter. We're battling life. Oh, I gotta wake up to go to work. Oh, I gotta drink water. I gotta eat food. Uh, these guys are just like, oh, I gotta fuck, I gotta fuck a dolphin. They just swim by a boat and they're like, let's get these humans in the water. <laughs> That's actually illegal to do that. It's like for those companies, I asked the guy, the captain, or I told him that story. He's like, That's like highly illegal by that captain to, to do that. To jump in. Yeah. But I think we got lucky because it wasn't really a tourist trip because it was his friends on the boat. Remember that? It was. It was supposed to be a hurricane, but we signed up anyway because that was the only time. Yeah. So we were the only guys out there. And he was an ex-hockey guy yeah. who played. <clears throat> he played in the IHL? Yeah. Sounds like a guy who figured it the, out. The, the yeah, he said he moved out he there did. after hockey and he, ne- he never left. Yeah, like why would you though? He like, he legit went out. True. He I don't legit know. went your out friends, there. family maybe. He legit went out there for, yeah. I mean that's why you don't. Why why are we li- you know that's why you live in Minnesota, right? I mean you have friends, family here. You like the people. Oh. If you know if none of the people if you didn't know anyone in Minnesota, would you plant your base here? Probably not. No. The answer is no. I mean, where would you then? No chance. I do have more pride in the city of Minneapolis, if you, Minnesota, than most though. Just so that's on the Oh, record. I love Minneapolis. <laughs> I don't I'm not here for the slander of Minneapolis. People are dangerous. Uh, what was that? What it's was on that? the downfall. What no, was it's that not. meme? It's what was that popping. meme? What was that meme I sent to the group today? Yeah. It is popping. It is. Yeah. Popping bullets. <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous, folks. But no, yeah, that captain, his story was so sick. He he went on he went to Hawaii on vacation for like a week and he was there and he's like i'm not fucking leaving and he never left so he's like he's like that guy from forgetting sarah marshall yeah he, he just m- took his watch off when he moved out there he's yeah. got his cell phone yeah <laughs> we didn't need his watch he's got a phone <laughs> what time is it uh, i don't know i yeah i stopped wearing a watch when i got out here <laughs> it's like oh it's so cool well yeah my cell phone tells time <laughs> oh yeah you're right <laughs> I stopped wearing a watch when I came out here <laughs> that'd be cool to say that with a phone um, okay so we, we've talked about vacations enough let's get into a little bit of hockey here and the reason I wanted Dewey and Perp here 
is because they kind of spent a lot of their hockey career together. Growing up in Grand Forks, kind of battling who was the best player. I mean, Dewey wasn't that good when he was young. Um, you know, he used to think he was really good, but everyone knows he's like, ah, thinks he's good. He's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> when when was it, Dewey? When did you realize hockey was your sport? Because you, you grew up playing other sports. When did you realize, like, you know what, I'm going to play hockey? <clears throat> I, I think it was always the main sport. Um, like for a career wise, are you saying, or just like when I thought that was my favorite favorite sport. favorite sport? I mean, I I was as Perp knows, I was a pretty damn good baseball player. That's <laughs> no, that's, that's a joke. Uh, it was always my favorite sport. I mean, we always that was the only thing to do in the winter. There, you grab your skates, like you put your skates in your locker in your school, and you go straight from there with all your buddies to the outdoor rinks until it closed. Probably the main difference between Grand Forks and East Grand Forks, honestly. Yeah. Spoon-fed in East Grand uh, yeah, Forks. Yeah, think so? They went yeah. back and played PlayStation and whatnot. But. Well, we didn't have to play in the outdoors rinks. We actually played good teams growing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go to Wapton and beat them 25 nothing. Yeah, that's good. No, I mean, that was always number one for me. So, Okay, so you're, you're in high school. You guys both leave to juniors. Um, what your senior year was it? Yep. How do you how do you make that decision to leave your your senior year? You obviously had a you have a ton of friends in Grand Forks that you don't want to leave behind, a family. How do you decide you're going to leave for juniors your senior year? <clears throat> for I feel like it's different for both of us to be honest, but I think it was both of us were kind of on the same page that if like if you're going, I'm going type thing because we both had this, off, you played off each other yeah well i mean we both had the same opportunity to go play in the north american league that year in alexandria and obviously that's i mean there was a ton of thought it wasn't like we just were like yeah let's go do it like it's easy choice but i mean i think it's different for both of us i think part of it for me was um i kind of already had three years of high school and with my birth year being 92 um, I kind of wanted my best shot to like level up and play three years of juniors if I had to, which obviously I did. Yeah. And then now I'm a has been. Um, but that was kind of it for me. I mean, at the time it was an extremely hard decision because that's where all your friends are. And we were like, I mean, that was the time of our life back then at the time. And I don't know, <clears throat> Paul's, I think was maybe a little different. I don't know if there was much. Yeah. What fueled your, your decision, Paul? Um, I mean, it was definitely tough for me too, but uh, you just knew that if you wanted to play hockey, that you had to, you had to leave. Like it was, it was yeah. a hard decision. I remember thinking about it for a, like a tiny bit, and then basically my dad and my uncle were like, "If you want to play hockey, you gotta, yeah, you gotta if, go now." I remember if you guys were to do it all over again, would you would you make the same decision? Yeah, would you do yeah. something? Different? I wouldn't think twice. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I remember. I do remember a specific moment. We were on the pontoon at uh, Cass Lake and. Steve was like, perp, you're 92. Like, you got to go. Because I remember he asked, like, what we were thinking towards it. That is nice. And he's like, and he was like, you're 92. Like, you got to go. That is nice having guys who know hockey around you to kind of guide you into what decision you have to make. 
Because there's a lot of guys, I mean, even myself, I, I was I was fortunate to have a lot of hockey minds around me. Not My parents were, you know, my dad was a basketball player and my mom had never seen hockey before. A little different, but I had so many people that knew. We've talked to so many people on the show before that, you know, they didn't know anything about hockey. Their parents didn't know, so they are just going off of probably a, what probably a good thing for some something and, and it could be you guys said you thought about it a lot you know like a lot of decisions i i think about i'm like you know what a lot of the times when i make a decision without thinking about it it's the right decision you know and then and then you make a decision where you thought about it a ton and you end up making the wrong decision you're like well i fucking thought about it too much well like decisions like that too like when you're that age, all you've known your whole life is what's put in front of you, right? Like you're trying out for the squirt team, the peewee team, the Bantam team. Now you're on the high school team. That's all you've known. And then you have to make a decision that's going to like not only impact you, but like we're, you know, you feel a little bit of pressure at that age. Like you're going to leave some friends behind and, you know, not necessarily like, you know, screw them over, but you kind of feel like we're you do. taking off, you know, like. So, I mean, there's a lot of thought that goes into it like that. Like, what are we making the right decision? We enrolled in a new high school in Alexandria, the best high school on earth. In the state, in I'd the, say. Well, I think it said. <clears throat> I think it's on record in the states. In the states. Hardest to pass. The hardest to pass. Alexandria does definitely have the the best high school in the state, education-wise. I don't know about hockey. And that was our main motivator. Yeah. Was the education piece. <laughs> For sure. We just thought we'd check out a different district. <clears throat> so Dewey, um, you're playing. You're playing in the NHL. How do you get to? How do you get to Lincoln? You end up going to the Lincoln Stars in Nebraska the next year. How do you get there? I was drafted by them. God, I honestly, I think it was before Alexandria. I was drafted them like in one of the later. Late rounds of the draft. They knew I wasn't coming that year, but just went to camp. I had a good camp. It was in Minneapolis. What are your What are your thoughts going into that camp? Like, are you confident in your game? Are you like, oh boy, like this? There's a lot on the line here. How do you go into that camp? I, from what I remember, I, I thought I knew I believed I could make the team. I had a good year, so. I thought just play your game and go out there and play. I think I think that's what I was thinking. We we've asked a lot of guys those questions about camps and making teams and um it it just seems like you know the more confident you are the more the, the kind of less you give a fuck attitude going into the camp you end up playing better. For sure. I mean I was def I was probably definitely nervous. But then you go out and you play that first game, you play well and you're like Soon you realize, like, wow, I can, I can play out here. Like, I belong out here. Yeah. And then uh, had a good camp and made the squad. So, for so I'll tell a little story just from when I was when I was still a youth player and Perp and, and Dewey were playing in juniors. I always knew them because that, they were in Grand Forks. We would train together at Hockey Academy with Bradbury. Um, they were the older guys, so I actually always looked up to those guys and kind of followed their lead. Just thought they were, you know, thought they were the coolest guys in the world at the time. Um, but what I had heard from, so my dad talked to, you know, Steve Johnson and guys around town. 
And um, they, Steve always told my dad after, after Dewey's first year in Lincoln, after Dewey's first year in Lincoln, Steve told my dad, he's like, this guy's going to play in the NHL someday. And I, I remember my dad thinking at the time, like, I mean, how can he say that? He, you know, he's playing the USHL, playing the NHL before that. I mean, he's a good player, but how can he say that? And it was because you, after practice, would always walk the blue line, shoot. You put in the extra time when everyone else is off the ice. My question is, why did you do that when you're in Lincoln? Was it because was it because you were trying to further yourself and trying to get better? Was it because you were just just wanted to be better than the next guy? Was it because you wanted ice time there? What were your thoughts when you were doing these drills after practice and before where no one else was doing them? Why did you do those drills? <clears throat> well, it was probably all that that you just said, but. Honestly, we had such a good group of guys on that team. Like we would just stay after and just for the fun of it. Like we would always just have competitions for hours after practice just because it was fun. And like we'd hang around the locker room because we didn't want to go home to our billets and sit there by ourselves. We'd be there for two, three hours after every practice. Just obviously you're still working on your game. You're still being serious, but it was. It was just fun at that point. Kind of just happened because you were having fun and just having fun the game. and enjoying yourself while yeah. you were doing it. Because I mean, you were, you know, out of all the guys we played with at UND and and people, you know, I think when people look at Paul Adu, they don't they don't necessarily understand how much time he's put into the game, and he was still doing the same thing when he got into UND. So Dewey and I getting we're freshmen together. Um, He's doing it after every practice. He's a, he's he's shooting the most pucks after practice. He's he's doing it in the mornings before practice. He's doing it after. I mean, there were there were obviously times where we were having fun doing it. We all pushed each other to be better. But there were also times where y- you were doing it yourself. Just I I and I and my belief was you were battling yourself. You just wanted to be better yourself. You didn't care about anyone else. You just thought okay, that wasn't a good shot. I'm going to have a good shot the next round. I did, that wasn't good enough. I'll do it again. What I mean, what are your thoughts there? Are you thinking like the whole time? Because what did you get drafted? Seventh round? Sixth round? Sixth round. So you're obviously not thinking like, oh, I'm definitely making the NHL. I mean, you're you're kind of just battling yourself at that point. Yeah, I mean, but I would say that was true in, say, like high school and maybe even juniors when you're not really thinking NHL. But once you get to North Dakota, you're with guys that, I mean, you're playing with first-rounders. You're playing with highly skilled guys. And, like, at that point, you're thinking, like, I got to do everything I can to make it to the pros, make it to the next level. And, I mean, still, even at that time, it was always fun. Like, we would always, all of us, it was always a group of guys going out in the morning but but that's yeah. how it was for us our whole life though like you like you was like yeah. like the outdoor rinks is like one thing that i think is like that makes like someone like you or somebody like from grand forks like different and it was always just fun like yeah. we weren't out there like trying to like <clears throat> i was never out like at the outdoor rinks thinking like i got no right but on like to piggyback off what you were saying though about paul though like people ask me sometimes like paul was a late bloomer and they'll be like well like 
how did that happen? Like, you know, like, I don't really yeah. remember like much about Paul, like at this age or that age. It's like, it wasn't an accident. Like, no. you know what I mean? Like it was, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Like, well, there's a lot of people who do make it off straight off skill. And there's guys who put in the, you know, they put in the extra time, like a Tucker Pullman or Cole Smith. Right. But if people that, saw the hours that like someone like Paul or even like, myself or like anyone from grand forks like in our like immediate friend group spent at the outdoor rinks shooting pucks doing all that stuff that like most kids aren't really willing to do like how it works out for people isn't an accident like it's not an accident that paul like how it worked out like you know what i mean like it i mean if you've been there and you've seen it along the way it's like it honestly makes more sense than it does not you know what i mean if you've seen it you're not surprised one bit no when you've when you've been around you're like wow how'd that happen well i didn't i didn't hear much about him at this age or high school or something and and it's like well i mean if you saw what went on every single day yeah all the way through high school all the way up then you'd be like yeah i mean that that makes a lot of sense you know what i mean so yeah i mean we we were talking about dewey being invested in the game and, and putting in the time but he wasn't, you know, some of those college, some of those players, you know, they, you know, not a lot of guys can juggle the, you know, hang out with a team or train aspect. You know, some guys train too much. They, they, they disregard the team. Some guys party too much. It's a balancing they, act. They disregard the training aspect. Dewey had a very he was very good at balancing those two um, to make it to make sure he was also a part of the team, but also training hard. So one of Dewey's best stories in college was, <clears throat> so we, all of us freshmen, I mean, when, when we came in as freshmen, it was, it was me, Paula Du, Keaton Thompson, Luke Johnson, Troy Stetcher, Wade Murphy, Adam Tamalini, Matt Hirinkiu. Which has to go down as maybe, I mean, I ended up knowing a handful of those guys. Has to be one of the all-time freshman classes yeah, as far and, as, and, when you, you know, talk about Sure, that's Murph, what everyone says, but that, that's, that was that a is, that is what that's it, what I'm That's what I mean, though. Like, with the, I'm talking personalities. I don't even, no, uh, not outside no, the ice. Yeah. I'm talking, it's not, you had every, yeah. every personality. It's, in it's that. not on the ice. It's personality-wise, and I talk to older players Younger players, guys who have been there before, thought they had the best class. They all say, you know, our class was the perfect mix of guys. That was, you know, just hilarious, but also good on the ice. So anyways, we are in the dorms. It's me and Keaton Thompson's room. Um, So we've got two bunk beds set up, couches beneath. So... We're freshmen, obviously. You're a freshman in college. You think, you know, you're on top of the world. You're invincible. You can do whatever you want. And we start, you know, we're sitting there on a random day. I can't remember what it was. Was It It was like a thir- Wednesday, Tuesday? It was Wednesday? a Tuesday. It was Tuesday. And we just got swept. So it, we needed a little team bonding. Yeah. It was a smart move by us. It was, it was a Tuesday. And the leadership it, move. Yeah. And in North Dakota, the culture is, you know, if you lose a game, well, you guys aren't tight enough. Because you all have the skill to win these games, but you're not a team enough. So try to get a little more tight-knit. So we're trying to do our part, you know. We're freshmen, like, you know, we got to help this team win. 
Tuesday, we all get in me and Keaton Thompson's dorm room. There's six of us sitting in there. It's me, Dewey, Luke Johnson, Keaton Thompson, Troy Stetcher, Wade Murphy. It's us six. We're sitting in there like, I you know. Let's maybe ask some girls to come over, hang out with us. So some girls come over and hang out with us. There's probably seven of them. We're outnumbered a little bit, just our style. We like a little more girls than guys there in college. This feel cool. But anyways, we're playing music loud. We're drinking beers. Dewey had bought them because he was 21 years old at the time. None of us were, so he had got the beers for us. So we're playing... You know, we're just drinking, having fun. All of a sudden, we get a knock at the door. Hard knock. Like, who is it? Open up. It's the RA. And we're like, oh, God, we are fucked. <laughs> so we're all sitting there like, we're all sitting there like, we're not opening up. Get out of here. <laughs> you know, like, leave. Other room. <laughs> The RA's like, I'm going to call the cops right now if you don't open up. We're like, no one's here. Get out of here. We're sleeping. So anyways, the RA leaves. And we're all like, we quiet down for like five minutes. And after five minutes leaves, we're like, RA left. We scared him off. (laughs) Let's go. So then we obviously start drinking again. We get another knock at the door 10 minutes later. The RA, let me in. Uh, we got here. It's the police. Open the door. <laughs> All of us are like, oh my God. <laughs> the police are outside the door. So, was, then, I mean, to be fair, it's a harmless. I mean, I don't know how late it was, but I don't know how loud we were playing the music, but we weren't doing anything wrong. Nothing wrong. Just, wow. just some young kids. <laughs> Just some I mean, young kids having some fun on well, a Tuesday. Some kids and and a twenty one year old adult. <laughs> that is true. I forgot about that. But anyways, so we open the door, and there might be sixty beer cans on the table. And the cop walks in, and he's like, "Okay, got some beers here. Are you guys, are you guys twenty one?" No. Paul's like, I'm 21. What do you guys say? <laughs> oh, okay. You're 21. Show me your ID. Shows him as his ID. He's 21. Okay. So uh, is this your is this your dorm room? He's like, yeah, this is my dorm room. Yeah, I live here. Okay, so is this is this your beer here? Yeah, it's my beer. One of the girls was holding one of the beer cans. And he's like, oh, so she's drinking one of your beers. I don't know. I don't don't know who that is. Let's see her ID. Well, I don't have my purse. No one's showing their ID. He's walking around. Where's your ID? I don't have my wallet. Where's your ID? No wallet. (laughs) No one has an ID. No one has an ID. So Dewey's Dewey's trying to save everyone in the room being like, no, yeah, 21, we're we're fine. I drank all those beers, all those 60 (laughs) beers. And then, and then, and then there's all, there's all these empty beers and the cops like, so 
who drank all these beers? And Dewey's like, well, I did. They're my beers. And the cop's like, you, you drank all these beers? He's like, yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Well, she has one in her hand. So that's contributing to a minor. And this is a loud party. So you've got a loud party ticket on your hand if this is your dorm. Come over here, son. Put your arms behind your back. You're under arrest. When, they, <laughs> when he pointed to her beer, though, I was like, well, that one is not my beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's clearly her beer. <laughs> so, they, so they put Dewey in cuffs. And obviously everyone's Dewey's standing there like, what the fuck? And everyone's like, we don't know what to do. You know, yeah. We don't have our wallets. <laughs> so like, Which I can't believe you guys got away with that. Oh, yeah. They, they completely let us get away with it. And they're like, all right, we're taking him away for contributing to minors and a loud party. It's his, <laughs> it's his apartment. Or it's his dorm. And Dewey starts saying, like, wait a second. I don't live here. And they're like, wait, you just told us you lived here. I don't live here. What are you talking about? You just said it's your dorm. I don't live here. No loud party. <laughs> All right. Well, then, whose beer is this? Well, it's not mine. You, got, you gave me a loud party. You gave me a contributing to minors. That's not my beer. It's not mine. Well, why did you just tell us it was? Well, I don't know. You're going to you're going to the fucking car, buddy. <laughs> they take him out to the they take him out to the car. So obviously the the cops leave. We're all sitting there like. Oh my God, Dewey just fucking took one for the team. What do we do? All of us are sitting in the room. The girls leave. We call Hack. We're like, hey, coach, they took Paul to the to jail. We don't know what to do. And Hack's like, yeah, that's okay. General Patton just called me. He's going to the jail to bail him out. Okay. Just go to sleep. We go to sleep. Anyways, we hear the rest of the night. General Patton and the rest of the boys were also having a Tuesday fun day. They were also playing poker upstairs with a bunch of girls in their place, drinking as well. And General Patton gets an Uber or whatever to to the jailhouse, bails Paul out, brings him back to their place. They continue playing poker all night while all of us... <laughs> Well, all of us are just sleeping, like, thinking Dewey's dead. And then we get to the rink the next day, and Hack's like, you know, I have no other option. We're going to Western Michigan tomorrow. Paul, you're suspended. <clears throat> no, the school. School had to. School suspended. Yeah. School suspended. For Paul one game. Suspended him one game. So we go to Western Michigan, and we're, we're eating pregame meal. For the Friday night game, Paul suspended, and Hack gives his little pregame speech after the Friday night game or after the Friday night pregame meal. He's like, you know, boys, these boys play hard. This is a tough building to play in. Just know, we've got a guy in here who put his ass on the line and tried to save the rest of his class from getting in trouble. We are dedicating this game to Paul Ledoux. And everyone's like, 
Let's go, Paulie. Let's go. <laughs> He's suspended the first game, and we're all looking up Paulie. You gotta be fucking kidding me! <laughs> this whole game's just just dedicated to Paulie for fucking taking one for the I team. So. I think he was the one turning up the volume on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> they won't come back. We're gonna... <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I remember all of us freshmen were looking at each other, just fucking dying, laughing like. Hagstall just dedicated this whole game to fucking Paul Ledoux. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I mean, in my recollection, I I was the hero that night. Like, I, you guys all should have gotten in trouble. We were like, no, take here's, me in. Here's what, here's one of the best parts about the story was when Paul was in the was Paul when Paul was in the uh, police car. He's got his hand. He's got handcuffs on. Somehow we picture him pulling out his phone from his right pocket and texting us. He sent us a text. He's like, I'm in the back of the cop car. I'm fucked, boys. We'll see you later. <laughs> I'm done for good. <laughs> He's sending us, I'm done for good. And we're all looking at it like, you're fine. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, yeah, it was scary at the time. The funny part, like we had ugly, I had an ugly Christmas sweater on. Oh. So now I've got a mug shot with an ugly Christmas sweater. They put <laughs> an orange jumpsuit on me. It looked bad. <laughs> but yeah, we won that game. That had to have been a scary time for you, though. Just Oh, it was terrifying. That Two days later, we had the meeting with Hack. Like it was, yeah. he, on the board, it was he wanted to see all of you guys. And then after he wanted to see, or he wanted to see me first, and then he wanted to see all you guys after. So I was, I was shit myself, like. It's funny. He's a very intense guy. Yeah. He, you know, he wants you to have fun, but he doesn't want you to get it's, in trouble. It's funny, you know. You you like to think, you know, the privileged don't get extra privilege. You know, well, Dewey was probably our second best D man on that team that year. There was no way he was getting scratched or in trouble. If one, if me or Tomer <laughs> had gotten in, were in his situation, booted off the team immediately. But it was Dewey, and he was one of our best players, so the coach was just like, oh, it's, it's okay. Isn't it funny, though, like, when you look back at a situation like that, and, like, it's just it's just funny now? Like, oh, it's just, it's like, hilarious. a funny... Yeah. At the it's time, just like, you're thinking... Well, you're... at the time, you think your life's over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, now looking back, it's, it's like well, some th- kids were having yeah. fun in, in the college dorm. Like, yeah, and, that's you're, like... and you're thinking about it as a coach, and you're like, when you're that age, you're like, Right, these like, guys were doing nothing wrong. Right, like if you're in hack situation, yeah. like you're probably thinking like, ah, oh, fuck, the boys are having a good time. The like, boys are doing nothing wrong. So hack literally had a meeting with us after. He had a meeting with us the next day in the morning. So we all show up to the meeting without Paul. He's the only one not there, and he's like, "Boys, I don't give a shit. You're having a couple of beers on a Tuesday." But God damn it, we're on a two-game losing streak. He can't be doing that shit. <laughs> you know, he was just mad we lost the two games before. Like, yeah. he didn't care that we got in trouble. We actually, that's when we started. I think we went on, like, a 13-game point streak. I think we went 10 and 3. Oh, we, but we went those three on... games, we got points, and we tied those three games Yeah. after that. We so. went on an absolute terror after that moment. Yeah, I think, the, I think the cats were victims somewhere along the line. We played you guys the weekend after Western. <laughs> yeah, I remember it. 
I yeah. can't remember who scored. You're running into a bunch of guys with their backs against the ropes. Yeah, I can't remember who scored. I was just out there. I can't remember who scored a huge goal that game. First in, first in the Ralph. <laughs> Jumped in the glass. That was a big goal. Got injured after and then told the coaches, like, I'm good to go. <laughs> no, put me out there. I'm good to go. <laughs> no, you're not. You can't even skate. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I remember you, me and you came down on a one-on-one. And I, we were both, like, kind of laughing when it was happening. Oh, yeah. I think we, I had, couldn't I think we literally had a conversation as I was, was coming down on a one-on-one. I mean, that I would... In that moment like that, I was saying that'd be the worst thing that could ever happen to me is you've wa- you walked me and then put one top shelf or something. You were, you were lucky. I mean, you probably wouldn't have got walked, but I didn't even like think about trying in my situation. I was like, no way I'm turning this over. You should. <laughs> Turn the zone here. No that was, chance. That was going straight deep with the gap Paul had. That was going right to the corner. And then my only thought was... I was so nervous. If you would have even tried a little toe drag, I probably would have fell and you would have walked in that would have been probably my all-time memory if i could have toe dragged paul at the ralph and got yeah. him to twist his we would have had to have another tuesday party if that happened oh. <laughs> that would have been it for you yeah. i think can you, can you imagine the chirps we would have heard from perp if you would have walked you in that game oh i would have got the pylon award for sure the worst part about that game that ever happened was so i don't even remember the scenario beforehand but me and paul so whatever Besides happens the Elliott. Well, that was, I that didn't even hurt. We went over. You don't that. remember that, but we went down. Something happened. We skated back to the other end for so it must have been icing. I think that's how hockey works. Like the puck goes back <laughs> to the other end. I think it's icing. So there was icing, and we turn around. So me and Paul are skating by each other all the way back, and we're like chatting. We've like talked about how funny it'd be if we fought at the Ralph, like all this stuff, whatever. I take the face off, lose the face off to Gord's Connor Gorder. Right to Paul. Paul takes two steps, snaps on home. Right in front of me. <clears throat> Were you supposed to block it? Well, so it's funny. So we had a so we had a setup going. I was taking draws, but I was playing wing. So our setup for the draws was I would take the draw, our wing would pick up the center, and then I would go to the point. Cause I was taking draws. So it was wing. his fault. So yeah, I should have been in front of it. But that's like your play. Kind right? of a dumb system there, but yeah, but that puck. Let's out not is, talk about dead. Dewey's goal against Northern. <laughs> he scored all the time. It was my day. I think there I were different not, days. But... I think there were different days. Yeah, you know, tied the game up at one one one. Basically saved the season. Tack told me I you guys saved for the sure. Season. You guys for sure aren't making the tournament that season if you if you lose that game to yeah. us on Saturday night. No, like when we were growing up. Uh, like we were competing against each other all the time and then it was the same at und our class was competing against each other all the time if i found out that you went to the rink on tuesday by yourself i'd be pissed like for sure like what's now i'm going wednesday i have to go yeah and obviously i mean anyone who gets to high levels of hockey they got it you got to put in the work it's not luck at all no i mean it may be for a few guys i but... i think that was i think that was dewey's for when I played with Dewey, that was his best attribute was he was just as competitive as the most competitive guy on the team. He it was always a battle between himself is what I thought. You know, it's like some guys like I look at my I look back on my career when I was playing, I was trying to beat another guy. You know, I was looking at another guy 
And I was like, I got to be better than him. What I think Dewey had right was he wanted to be better than himself the next day. And I think if you focus on yourself and being better than yourself the next day and not focusing on what other people are doing, that's what's best. Because when you focus on what other people are doing, everyone's got a different path. Everyone's got a different, whenever they're good, whenever they're not, you know, growth spurts, all this stuff, what they're going through. You can't pay attention to that stuff or else you get lost. And that's that's just what I noticed when I was playing with you do at, at UND that you you were just in a battle with yourself and you could it was evident on the bench too, you know, like you'd you'd make a bad play when another guy would make three bad plays the shift before and you'd be pissed at yourself, you wouldn't care if that guy made a bad play. Because you wanted to be good yourself. Not that you I mean you're a team player obviously, but that was just what I noticed when we were playing. And it's just it's fun to talk about because I want I want people to listen, maybe parents, maybe kids who listen, to know that you know you look at another guy who's better or he's good or he made it. He didn't make it because he was better than you or he had more skill. He made it because he put in the time and you didn't see when he was put in the time. And I know like Perp, Perp made Northern Michigan because he was shooting pucks in his backyard. I shot pucks in my front yard. Skipped out on hanging friends, hanging hanging out with friends. I for actually shot pucks in Paul's garage. Years, yeah. That's where my tarp hung for a couple summers. Yeah, that's how I know I shot more than Paul a couple. Summers. But also, <laughs> but also, what plays into it though, like come to could, school, like, I got seven hundred yesterday. You, <laughs> oh yeah, you yeah. only shot like one hundred fifty. You always bumping. Tarp, you always bump. tarp. Tarp looked untouched yesterday. Yeah. Dewey, you shoot? <laughs> you always bumping it up. Like you shot three hundred. Yeah, I shot four fifty. <laughs> <laughs> but I think. There's no way you can get there if you don't if you don't have a passion for the game, right? Like a lot of the guys I played with, they're they had just as much skill as anyone else. They were as good as everyone else. They just didn't like shooting pucks. They didn't like playing in the outdoor rinks. They didn't like putting in the little extra work that it takes. I mean, it's if you think about after every practice you put in 20 minutes extra of shooting pucks or stick handling. If you compound that over 10 years, I mean, that's fucking, that is months and months of extra training that you've had over the next guy that you practice with every day. Yeah, you're right. And it all adds up. Um, <clears throat> you got to enjoy it when you're doing it too. Yeah. You got to, I mean, there's, I mean, I'm only speaking for myself, but like there's days that suck, like you don't want to, but you feel like you should. And then you find ways to make it fun, right? Mm-hmm. Like you challenge yourself to this or that or what you've done in the past. And that's how you like get yourself out there to do it again. Because well, not every day you're going to be like, I want to go shoot 500 pucks. But like, if you enjoy it most days, or you know it's getting you to where you want to be because you enjoy being in that spot, then you find ways to make it fun. Like, at least that's how it was for me. I don't know if that's the well, same mindset as everybody else. The only but. reason it's fun for us is it's that compete trait. Yeah. You know, like if you don't care about being the next guy, you're not going to be good at sports. If you have no compete, the reason we're we're doing all this stuff is literally to be to beat the next to beat your friend in shooting pucks, to beat your friend in a skating competition. You don't even you just want to beat it's it's like that's the only reason I have I'm a dumb driver sometimes. 
I'm competing against this. I think I'm competing against this next driver who's driving faster than me. I'm like, fuck this guy. Are you kidding me? Oh, I still remember. Oh, so. this guy's merging before me? Oh, he just merged in front of me on a fucking pass and competing. So I still remember to this day, like, my dad never put any pressure on me to, like, do anything in hockey. Like, he would give me all the tools, like, you should do this. Like, if you shoot pucks, your shot will improve all this stuff. But he used to come home from work, and, like, if I didn't go to the park on my own, he would never be like, hey, you got to get down to the park. He'd come in, like, into my room, and I was probably playing Madden, you know, like any other fifth grader or whatever. And he'd be like, yeah, a lot of hockey players down at the park tonight. A lot of kids want to be hockey players tonight. Oh, yeah. And he'd, and he'd just, like, that was it. And he'd go, like, on with his business, and I'd be like, I'd come out, like, a few minutes later with all my outdoor rink stuff on, like, Hey, can you give me a ride to the park? 100%. <laughs> and it was it you didn't it want was to do it, it was like a magic trick because like, <clears> in my because in, in my head I was like, oh, oh, there's hockey player, and then I'd get down to the park at uni, and there wouldn't be a soul down there. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'd be out there by myself. But like, I mean, there was never yeah. an ounce. Of, I mean, it was psychological, I guess, but there was never an ounce of like, get your ass to the park. Like you gotta go. Like, but like never once he said you. once he said that, I was like. Oh, there's guys. I got to yeah. get down there. Like. It kind of, yeah, it kind of all comes down to that compete. Like, my dad would do the same thing. It wouldn't be the, because in East Grand Forks, he wouldn't really have a packed Stealth Park or something on the ice sheet. It would they be got like, a park over there. <laughs> it would be like a, it would be like in the summer where I'd be like watching a, watching a TV show or a movie midday or in the, in the evening. And my dad would come home and he's like, What'd you do today? I'm like, oh, you know, I just shot some hoops and played with some buddies. And he's like, what do you think the other guys are doing that are hockey players? <laughs> think they shot hoops and watched TV? And I'd be sitting there like, they're probably fucking working out, those fuckers. <laughs> I, I got to go do something. Yeah, Dad, set up the tarp outside. We're going to shoot some pucks. <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to let those guys outwork me. I mean, dads do know, like they know, like, I mean, they're not going to like get on your ass, I guess, but like they know little things like that, that are going to like get you going, I guess. I don't know. I just say what my oh, dad, I'll we'll like, be doing the same thing. Oh, that's I mean, that's the thing. Like I always tell myself like, ah, no, Louie will do whatever he wants. Like I'm not going to push him, but if I know he has a spark in something, I'm probably going to be like... Oh, yeah. You have to. Give him a little nudge. <clears throat> oh, if I would have a bad game or be lazy in the summer or something and not really try, be driving home, my dad's like, yes, you know. You'd never yell at me and just be like, yeah, you know. We're just not going back next week. And you, you didn't have fun out there and didn't try to. We'll just stay home, go to the lake. That's fine. I'm like what are you what are you talking about? We got a tournament next week, and no, we're skipping it. It's fine. I mean, you, you don't want to be here, you know. You know, it's like the thing you used to pull on your younger brother. Like I had a younger brother when I was when I was growing up, and my my way of getting him to do something I wanted to. So here's an example: we we used to hit a lot of base backyard baseball balls on top of the school, and everyone was too scared to bring a ladder over there and climb on climb on top of the school and get the balls back. So I go to my dad, I'm like, yeah, we hit a lot of these balls over the school and we were just out of balls. And my dad's like, just don't tell Ty to do it. Okay. Go to Ty. I'm like, yeah, he's got a bunch of balls up there. I wish someone could do it, but there's no way you're going to do it. I mean, 
you're too young, you're too scared, you're not going to do it. I'll fucking do it. <laughs> brings a ladder over there and goes up in the school and brings him down. All because I told him he wasn't going to well, do it. Let me, ask, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Do you go with the same method on the mini movers jobs? Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, you're like, I hey, that job's too hey, tough. Hey, listen, I mean, I understand. You guys are tired. You aren't going to get that couch up that stairwell. I don't think you guys can do it. It's, yeah. you know, what? No, we'll do it. <laughs> it works on everyone. I mean, someone's <laughs> tell me that today. You know, like, hey, actually, never mind. You, you're not going to do it. Well, tell me. I might do it. The old you won't. <laughs> you won't. You won't. Yeah, I will. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. So, so dudes in college, obviously, has a good college career. I commend you for – so Dew had a chance to leave after his freshman and sophomore year, ended up staying, obviously has an incredible junior year. Um, what's what's the change-up like getting – what's the change-up like getting the pro? You know, you're playing in this college system where everyone's buddies. You get the pro, it's all business. Guys are – you know, you're playing with guys who are 40 years old, 35 They've been there for a while. There's guys, you know, tr- trying to, you know, bite your heels, trying to get a spot. What's the main thing you notice when you get there that's that's different from college? I, it's definitely nerve-wracking heading in. Um, I mean, in college, you're just so secure. You know, you're going to be there the whole time, you know. You know, you got four years to play. In pro, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, you're fighting – I mean, that's your job. You're getting paid. That's your livelihood. So that's the main difference. But as far as everything else, like, we had such a tight team my first few years of pro. Like, I have lifelong friends just like college, and we wanted to win just as bad as, you know, when we were back in college. And it's still as fun as ever. And, you know, it's just a little more serious. Yeah, it's your it's your life. It's how you're making your money. But... I'm kind of trying to I get... I still had a great time, and it was, you know, it's just, it just keeps getting more fun, more exciting as you go on. I'm trying to get in your head on, you know, I know what's in my head when I get the pro, and you're in these training camps, and you're in these, you're in these games where, you know, you're kind of a, at the time, you're kind of a bubble guy. You're like, you know, I, I, got, I have to play well. When I get in the lineup... If I play average, they'll just put someone else in there. Are you when you're out there? Are you trying to do something extra? Are you trying to play your game? How do you make that decision? Well, I think any player who's in that position knows if you don't have an identity, if you don't know what you do well, I mean, you just wouldn't be there. So, if you're doing something extra, it's so easy for people to tell that you're. You're forcing it. I mean, it just doesn't work. So, so you just try to play your game. You just play your game. Go out there and see what happens. I mean, it's nerve-wracking, but it's also it's one of the more exciting things ever. Like, if you go out there and you, you're not thinking, you're just in the zone, you play great. Like, it's, like it's one of the best feelings out there. That's why you play the game. Yeah. What, uh, like, so you talk about playing the game and, like, like, playing your game. But, like, that first time you get, like, called up to the NHL and you're walking or driving in or whatever you did in the Staples Center and like you know it's going to be you're playing or wherever your first game is I guess I don't think it was even at Staples Center was it no it was in uh, Tampa but like what is your so like when you're going to that are you telling yourself like just my game like 
my game. Like, you know, you're out there with like every guy, you know, every guy you've watched on TV, like this is like that moment everyone talks about. Like, what is like your thought? Like just survive or is it like just play my game because I belong? And, and or what's, it... what's the adrenaline level at? I, I honestly don't remember what I was thinking before. Like there's no pregame nap. There's, okay. like, you're just fired up like, yeah. the whole time. I think I was up for maybe a week and a half kind of just practicing and kind of getting used to it before they put me in. And right when they, you see your name on the lineup sheet, it's just like you're so amped. You can't think about anything, but you just want to get out there and play that game. And honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you a shift of that game. I, we played well. I think we lost, which didn't help. But, I mean, it, I think I was drinking my cup of coffee like this on the bus. Oh, yeah. Spilt it on oh, my I- suit. Can't even imagine that. No, I but can't it was... imagine the pressure. I, I would. I mean, that, that's why those guys are. That's why those guys are NHLers and other guys aren't. I mean, if you throw me in that position, I'm fucking seizured. <laughs> oh, you're the pizza man, probably. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you say you're not nervous or you're not, oh, yeah. don't have like a little bit of anxiety about it, you're, you're lying. lying. You, but you played so much hockey. You probably played a lot of pro hockey already, and. Yeah. Once you get on the ice, you just you don't even think about it. It's just the leading up to it's the hardest. Leading part. up to it's the worst. It has to be because once you actually get that first shift in, you're you're playing hockey. Yeah. Right when it's you're on the ice, it's you don't think you just like go once the play. crowd like sits down and yeah. like you're like then it's the same. Yeah. Or once it's always for me once I make that first play, then it's like all right we're playing let's go. Yeah. Well then I mean so you have that feeling. But then you also played in the playoffs, right? The NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Is there a different feeling there, or is it just playoff feeling? Like, let's go, boys! Let's win this game. It was, uh, it was pretty similar. Like, it was, we were in Vegas. It was their first year, and the whole city was, everyone was in a Golden Knights jersey. Like, it was insane. It was like nothing I've ever seen. It was, it was the same thing. I mean, it was just excitement. I, yeah. I didn't sleep that that day either. I was so excited slash nervous slash we wanted to win. And it was a good game. I think we went to double OT that game. And we ended up losing. But it was a hard-fought game, and we got swept that series. I, play, I only played two games and then was out the game three and four. But, I mean, it was unbelievable experience. Like, it was, that was the funnest hockey I've ever played. But you did end up scoring goal on uh... – Mark Andre Fleury. That's correct. A playoff, an NHL Stanley Cup playoff goal against Mark Andre Fleury. How I think do you... he saw it the whole way too. I think it just blistered. Oh him. yeah, just he couldn't even react. <laughs> yeah, there were guys in front, but he had eyes on. Oh, it's a classic Ledoux snapper. What? <laughs> how do you like? Here's here's one of my favorite things. Is, you know, like for a guy like me, Perp scored a little more than me, but if I and Dewey did too, but if I if I scored a goal in the game, it'd be hard for myself to play the rest of the game because I'm. You, <laughs> you know, thought you were set. The rest of the <laughs> the rest of the game, I'm like, oh, I fucking scored a goal. Let's go. <laughs> you know, I don't Let give me a take fuck. A major. Oh yeah, man, I'm gonna try to get kicked out of this game. I'm done. Like, what are your thoughts after that game? Are you like, coach? Like, I'm done. I'm good. Put Drew Doughty out there. It's fine. Or are you like, <laughs> get me out there. I'm gonna get a second. I mean, that's. I feel like you're feeling it after you score. Like you want. Yeah. You want to well, get out there the, as much as you want. That's probably the difference between me and you. There is, you know, I, I'd want to. <laughs> well, that's probably the feeling you get when you 
eat a puck to like your oh, shin. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that well, like you absolutely gobbled up pucks. Get a get a stick on a two, get a stick on a two on one. <laughs> yeah, coach put me out there on fucking nails. Honestly, that's an unbelievable feeling. <laughs> oh yeah. That's just as good as anything else. Oh, that's that's pretty awesome. Um, so then, I mean, what's it like? You come from Grand Forks, and you go to Lincoln, Nebraska. You, you, you come from Grand Forks. You go to Alexandria, Minnesota, to Lincoln, Nebraska, back to Grand Forks, North Dakota, straight to the L.A. Kings. Hermosa mm-hmm. Beach. What's what's the change up in lifestyle? How do you deal with that? Like, do you adjust right away? Or are you like, what the hell is going on here right now? I mean, luckily, you have development camps all through your college years. So you, you at least see the city and all that. And I, I actually went straight to uh, Ontario, California and played in the Calder Cup playoffs. And I was fortunate to do that. Thank God I did that. Because that was just, I mean, that was still, I mean, that's unbelievable hockey. Got you in on the NHL game. and Yeah, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable game. hockey. And yeah. you just, you meet all the guys. You kind of get, you see what it's sort of like at a professional level. And I mean, that's as high as it was. It was semifinal against Cleveland. And... Those games just gave me, I mean, it was only three games that I played, but, or no, it was four, four or three. But anyways, that experience right there helps out so much. But on your point with going to uh, LA, like I remember my first development camp and I was, I could not believe what I was seeing. What the hell is this? Like there's palm trees and like buildings around and. These guys like, live here and play hockey at the same time? Yeah. Like, <laughs> How does it work? Yeah. Like it was, it's insane. I was just I, the whole. I was just smiling ear to ear the whole time I was there. That's got oh, yeah, to be the best best spot. One of the top three as far as like lifestyle hockey combo, wouldn't you say? Or yeah, no, I know. There's a lot of. I mean, they're all good, good spots. spots. And but... I, I always ask these guys guys this: like, if you were to if you were to play for one NHL team in the NHL, I mean, where would you choose? I don't know. Anywhere you could win. It'd be it'd be tough not to choose LA. Yeah. I mean Tampa's I mean, kinda of proven Tampa, that might be I mean, a spot, but... and then and then what I think about is Toronto just because you know, you're as big a if you play for the Maple Leafs, you're as big of a celebrity as right. Zach Efron and Brad Pitt are. Right. I mean, I mean Bieber's Bieber's hanging out with Matthews and Marner on a regular basis. Like and in in that part of it playing hockey, which Fortunately, we 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 had a little dose of in Grand Forks because that's, you know, everyone in Grand Forks cares about hockey that much. So like, when you go out to eat in college, you know, maybe sometimes someone would pay for your meal and you'd go up to them and say, "Hey, thank you so much," and you just walk out like, "Why do these people care?" But that's so cool, like that's unbelievable. That's got to be what it's like in. Toronto every time. I mean, Montreal, you play in LA. Yeah. You play in LA. You're living in a great spot. Good fans, unbelievable. But no one knows who the fuck you are. Which is kind which, of nice. Which too. could be a benefit for sure after a while. But it's also nice to be that you know man of the town, playing in those Canadian cities. Um, New York or the Rangers would be 
another cool one for me. Rangers would be awesome. I mean, anywhere. I don't think there is a bad spot. There's not a bad spot. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not going to Buffalo, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, but that's that wouldn't be your lifestyle. No, I mean, Buffalo Sabres offer me a contract. No, I'll fucking move boxes instead. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no Buffalo, no Ottawa for me. There's bars in Buffalo. Pretty sure they got ATV rides, too. I think they got the anchor bar, the original Buffalo wing bar. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool what you've done, where where you've came from, how you've done it. Um, Thanks, fellas, for filling in. Thanks for coming on. It's been a great episode. It's been great catching up with you guys. It's always fun hearing Dude's story because no one really knows how he got to where he is. And Perp, obviously great to have you as a recurring guest. Mace actually battled this episode, people. Wasn't feeling great. He came in to produce the episode. Thank you so much, Mace, for coming in, battling out. No problem. Got a long night ahead of me. (laughs) (laughs) Just rambled for two hours. Just just hand it over to me. I'll edit it. (laughs) We'll be good to go. Thanks, thanks, folks. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.